Welcome back to the Stupidest Podcast. This is your host, Justin Vandyvent here, and with me is the bald, the aging, the really ugly dude. Who's that? Oh, I thought I was gonna get you. What I don't well, I thought normally it's me, but you're you're not describing me properly. <laughs> well, it's kinda weird. He was looking at me when he was yeah. saying it. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> We got Ricky on. I, we're not talking about Ricky. Yeah, no. I would never I think talk he was, about either of you like that. I love you both. I think he. But anyways, my name is Justin Rodemacher with the stupidest podcast. My co-host. And nope, not no. Oh. no. That's, I'm also a host. <laughs> we're both hosts. But God, we, have, we have we have a co-host. We have a co-host today. Yes, we do. Who do we got with us? We got Ricky. Rick Kangas with us. Going to talk a little bit about gun. Hand, handgun permits and how to talk without bourbon well he fed us <laughs> he fed us man i can't you can't feed me a bunch of food and expect yeah, my body not to make some noises he's the first guest to provide snacks for us i know this is awesome delicious we got meatballs we got veggies i got a I, I, he gave me an entire veggie tray because of sober october yeah i fell off yeah i couldn't do it I'm I'm still going strong. It it's only tough. a little bit more to go. So, well, as a listener to the podcast, that's you know I knew that was something that we needed to do for you. Oh, I, I appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. Ricky. That's awesome. No, I, I really appreciate it. I mean, I'm I'm drinking my water. I got the got the fruit and uh, or not fruit veggies, but I'm gonna eat those Same veggies. Difference. You're, you're, you, can tell, you can tell he eats a lot of vegetables. Yeah, so he doesn't even know what they are. <laughs> they're they're Just similar. Shove it in there. <laughs> One of them's usually got They're a green. <laughs> one of them's got a peel, right? Like a banana. I've heard that. So what he doesn't know is what we eat. Poops on what he eats. So <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, I eat that stuff too. It's just I also eat the the other stuff. The poop. I eat, oh yeah for sure. I mean, there's there's got to be something positive there. Not judging. Sure. Not judging. <laughs> so, how you been? Not too bad. Just uh, a lot of working. Lot, I actually got to play disc golf in between work today, nice, which was kind of nice. I took a little, instead of doing my regular lunch break, Shan was actually off for the day. So she was at home and she asked, she's like, you want to throw some discs? I'm like, uh, yeah, of course I want to throw some discs. Shan, so, nice. Dude, she's getting into it. Dude, oh. I know she, she she kicked my butt the last time we played. Yeah, there, and so. she's she's got a forehand and a backhand. Like, she's she's killing it right now. Dude, I think she could dominate. Well, she's division. married, so she's got a backhand, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. I don't even know her. <laughs> no, she's she's a really she's, cool yeah, girl. She, she's really cool. She's really good at disc golf now. Like, she, I feel like she would do really well in a tournament. Well, how, how many holes did you get in? We actually got eight. No, we didn't get 18. We got 13 holes in. That's not bad, though, so, for a lunch break. Yeah, for it was within an hour, we got 13 in. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. What is it? So, someone that doesn't do disc golf, how long does it take to do 18? It's a lot quicker than like traditional well, golf, course. the ball golf. Um, it depends on the course too, because there are long courses and right. then there's wooded courses. So, I mean, it depends on just roughly your t- yeah your typical run of the mill course. What let's would say it? forty five to an hour for for eighteen, and that's walking. Or oh, actually, no. Let's say an yeah. hour. Yeah, you're walking. Let's though. say no, an no, hour. I'm, hour. You're not running or anything. Right? No, right. no, you're just walking. It's super right. slow pace. You just walk up to your disc. You throw it. Who's ever behind? Um, just kind of that part's courtesy, just like regular golf. Just like yeah. regular golf. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's basically the same thing as golf, except instead of hitting a ball, you're throwing a disc. Right. 
So. And not, not to sound ignorant, but I seen on uh, there some guy got a pretty big deal. A very big ace. Yeah, which is cool. They're not ace. No, no, no. No, I'm he's talking, talking about uh, the contract for yeah, uh, the, guy, oh. the product, the product contract. That yeah. guy got a, what was it, a million dollars? Or, or yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, or, but it was a, million, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. I think he got a bigger contract than Paul. Oh, really? I yeah, didn't hear about um, that, I guess. No, Paul McBeth got a really big one, a $10 million this, contract. God, I can't remember his I don't name. remember. Yeah, I don't remember this guy's name either because obviously I'm not into disco. But. It. Was it James Conrad? No. Nope. No? Mm-mm. No, it wasn't even like – I mean, he's a big name. Yeah. He's probably a top 15, top 20 guy. God dang, I can't remember his name, but he uh, – <laughs> I'd bring this in. I did. Sorry. <laughs> um, the only difference with like his contract and Paul, he signed a lifetime contract oh, okay. with and his is it, company. Is it a yearly thing that he gets then or is it – like, how does <clears> that I think work? it was just one large lump sum. Wow. I think. I didn't read the – I just – That's right. But it's way. cool that it's growing because, you know, you keep listening to podcasts. You guys are, you know, obviously into it. But now all of a sudden you hear the popularity now. They're starting to get sponsorships. Oh, and con- so it's start, yeah, yeah, contracts and where people can – Conrad really put a big boost. I was going to say, I big. thought that's what you were talking about, that big throw-in. That yeah. he had in at Worlds. No, World, no, World, no, that was, World just that was insane. Even yeah. I saw that. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah, I thought that's what you were talking about. That was insane. That was huge. That for the thing looked world. like it was going forever, too. And then it just kind of drifts in there. Yeah. like, no. Yeah. And then yeah. boom, it's in the basket. You're like, All the investors in that freaking tournament were probably just like, cha-ching. Yep. Oh, it's crazy. MVP just signed him this year. Yeah. And then that happens. Boom. Right. Yeah. He was their first big signing. Yep. Yeah, because Josh and I, we've been talking about yeah, like who we would be sponsored by. We use a lot of MVP discs. And yeah. so, like, I feel like I would go – I would lean towards them. Um, I mean, there's definitely other discs that I use. I use some Discraft. I'd be an Innova guy. I, I use some Innova. It's just like bowling balls. Yeah. I mean, it's Y'all, like everybody's it, got it, something that it yeah. works for them. Exactly. <clears throat> I think every sport. And- well, yeah, it's just like anything, right? It's just everybody – you know, you told me that a long time ago when I got into bowling, you know. How you throw a ball is not how I'm going to throw a ball. How you strike a golf ball is not how I'd I'm strike, right? Ball. So, yep. equipment – is going to vary from person yep. to person, you know. Mm-hmm. A good driver for me might not be a exactly good for right. You, a regular golfer, right. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's just like disc golf. I mean, there's definitely discs that I love that not might a lot not of people work like. for me, yeah, yeah or whatever. Not yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. like. Well, like in bowling, my some of my equipment on the oil pattern probably wouldn't be good for Roddy, right? Well, especially yeah, because I because you have I way have more revs, revs yeah. Yeah, my Oh, you're are... a lefty too. I no, I'm no, not, not a lefty. A, oh, you're a no. righty? I'm a righty. So, Mr. Advantage over there. I know. Yeah. Get off my line! <laughs> Everybody calls it an advantage. I don't. I so, feel like we should it's just. an advantage until it becomes tournament time. We got to mess with his, la- la- his line sometime just to show him that. Oh, just throw a backup ball for a yeah, while? Yeah, throw just a backup mess up ball the line. for a while. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't like that. No, that'd be fun. <laughs> I'd like that. That'd be but. fantastic. Sweet. Well, what have you been up to, Ricky? What have you, what's going on with you? Just working, man. Yeah, same. Yeah, running away at work. Been we're really busy, and yeah. then uh, it's a good yeah, problem. It's, it, yeah, it's a good problem to have, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't have that Especially problem nowadays. Yeah. And then you no, know, it's fall, right? So out in the stand, bull hunting a little bit. Nice. Yeah. As you saw in the garage too, where it's we don't snowmobile much anymore, but we're still dabble. We're selling sleds, buying sleds, fixing sleds. Yeah. So there you go. Just. Once it's in your blood, that two-stroke smoke, you just can't, take it out. Can't, get, you just can't get rid of it, you know? Yeah. Like my dad always said, put some in your pocket, take it home for the kids. <laughs> what have you been up to? 
Not much, man. Just slaving away at work. We're doing fall cleanups now, so okay. I'm not getting much scramble sleep. mode. Yeah. yeah, I know. When we talked earlier today, I was like, like, I don't envy you right now, dude. When I got here and you had the meatballs, and I was like, you're like, yeah, dude. All I've eaten today is a burger. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's, it's it don't last long. No, no. dude. I, uh-uh. I was just talking to the guys at work. And I go, dude. I I'm gonna die here pretty soon. I go, what do you mean? I go. I haven't eaten anything this week. Mm-hmm. I go, what we have at lunch, that's all I've eaten. I don't, right. I don't, I haven't had time for breakfast. By the time I get home for dinner, it's long well, gone. I remember being an apprentice in the sheet metal trade and you'd work outside and it'd be, you know, in the wintertime. So it's 10, zero, 10 below, whatever. And I'd have to go to night class two nights a week. And you're sitting there and you go back into a warm environment and you could eat whatever, but it, you still couldn't keep. You'd be like crashing in, in oh, class. Yeah, it was horrible. Sure. It was horrible. Snowballs like that. <laughs> oh, when you're in it, especially if you're in and out of the truck, that fresh air in that you're working out, especially when it's cold out. Mm. Yeah, it yeah it takes it takes a toll. No you, uh, doubt. People are like, oh, you probably got the heat on in that truck. You know, not that, really. Because no, yeah. the heat's gonna yeah. put you right to yeah, sleep. Yeah, you want yeah. actually. Yeah, you want it to be cooler. Yeah, Keep so, you awake. Yep, for sure. I know yeah. my, my grandpa used to have a, a tactic to keep himself awake. He didn't like work out, out outside, but he had a really long drive one day. He had to drive from, I think it was either South or North Dakota all the way to Wisconsin. And so he, like the way that he kept himself up is he would stop every 20 to 30 minutes at a McDonald's and he'd buy a fresh new coffee. And he, so he'd, he'd grab the coffee. He wouldn't drink a sip of it. He would just hold it over his lap. Because he knew if it spilled, he would he would not be having some fun. It's so called motivation, right yeah, there. Yeah, it right? kept him awake. That's for yeah. that's for sure. My dad was a welder. Uh, he graduated high school in '65, but when he came down to the cities, he worked at a foundry in Bloomington. And when the Vietnam War started, he could work. He was working second shift, but he could work third shift too. So he was working second and third shift. So he's sixteen hour days, right? The overnight, he said, he'd be, he'd be, oh. so this is probably done a good thing, but they would go to the cutting torch and turn on the oxygen tank and just breathe in all that pure oxygen. Oh, said, wow. dude, it felt like he took a two-hour nap. Said, he, you're just hopping on that wow. <laughs> pure oxygen. I never, I never yeah. yeah. So don't do that. But <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound super safe. <laughs> it's probably but. not the safest thing to do, but. But I know you probably you, pull it away a little bit. But you hear about the fighter pilots back in World War II back in the day when, you know, they they could drink, you know, in the wartime environment, you know, and, uh, uh-huh. and they would get an airplane and even when they're on the ground, they were huffing oxygen. So they'd sober up. Oh, you know, wow. Quicker. Yeah. Jesus. Right. Man, we got to get an oxygen tank for the show <laughs> just in case, you know, that's a stupid idea. No, well, that's the stupidest podcast. <laughs> well, well, there you that's go. Why I, that's why right? I suggested it. Boom. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a nitrogen tank. <laughs> <laughs> Helium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That'd make the show fun. Right? <laughs> Might make it sound better, too. <laughs> Start imitating voices. Who do I sound like? <laughs> so. do, do we want to get into it? Let's, yeah, let's go yeah, for do it. Do we want to get to know Ricky, our, our guest? Well, the, the reason we, why we brought Ricky on is just he's, he's a really good friend of ours, and we want to get to know him a little bit better, and we want you guys to get to know him a little bit better. And um, I feel like we got a really good topic hour that's going to be coming up. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about some gun safety. So uh, um, we're gun gonna... safety and uh, hand 
Handgun permits. Yep. Oh, carry. Permit to carry. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll be talking about that. But first, I just want to get to know you. So, what, Ricky, what do you do for a living? And what do you like to do outside of work? Ooh, that's an interesting question. No. So currently, I work at a company called Nordstrom Sheet Metal. Um, we do architectural sheet metal work. So um, the best way to describe it, like if you go to Cabela's and Riders, right, that green metal roof, you know, mm-hmm. would be something that our company would do. <clears throat> what I do there is I do AutoCAD drawing. So you get a set of plans from the architect, you know, and, and then what we have to do then is draw what our interpretation of it is or what the product that we're going to use this is how we're actually going to install it. This is what it would look like and that. So we can get approval. So you're taking something that from two dimensional or you got to envision it in three, you know, in 3d and then drop back in, in 2d or whatever. But so, and then, cause it's a kind of a twofold deal because obviously we got to get approval from the architect, but we also have it as a, as a footprint for the field guys. And so they can see, all right, this is how we're supposed to put this on the wall. Right. So it'll work. Yeah. Right. So, so I do that. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about this later, but I also am a firearm instructor for a company called Armed with Options. It's in Elk River. It's a great lady I work for, Wendy Brown. We'll talk about that. But So we've been doing a lot of, you know, a fair amount of carry permits. Uh, I also am a, a firearm safety instructor with the DNR, so we do the youth or anybody that doesn't have a firearm safety, you know, uh, permit that wants to hunt. Because if you're anybody born... Uh, in the 80s. So January 1st, 1980 or later, you have to have a firearm safety permit if you want to hunt. So, so Roddy, if you wanted to go hunting, yep. you'd have to go, take the I, class and, yep. Okay. Right. As So if somebody that was, you know, 79 or older, you wouldn't have to, but I, I always tell people, just take the class. Yeah. If you haven't, just take it because it's you're, you're is, always going to pick up something that... Is that an age thing or is that just... Forever, it's ever. That was grandfather. <clears throat> okay, so that's, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yep. Yeah. And there's other states, though. I know, like Colorado, and there's other states where it doesn't matter how old you are, you got to have one. Kansas oh, wow. has another one too, at the top of my head. So if you're going to hunt out of state, you better make sure if you don't have one that you get one. one. Yeah. Is there states that you don't have to have one? Mm, I think most states. I you know I can't because I can't keep up with the laws, but I know most states, they, if you, if you're a youth, there's some sort of firearm safety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense because it's something. Well, it's like giving, yeah, giving keys to a kid and have them drive a car with no instruction. It's like, okay. I thought maybe Texas. I was like, well, Texas. Well, they're they're born when they got That's that's, that's why I asked. I was like, well, maybe. Right. So, um, so I do that. Uh, and then occasionally I work at, uh, River City Extreme. I, I work in the pro shop. I have drill bowling balls. Yeah. So it's still, I don't do that as much as I used to, but yeah. um, it's still fun to kind of do it as, you know, still kind of be involved. Because I, you know, I, I bowl. I like to bowl. Right. I like a lot of frustrating sports, but, <laughs> but. Kind of thinking about that. I haven't drilled a bowling ball in years, probably. Seven years? Yeah. Eight years. And I used to do it all I, the time. I know. Yeah. I, lo- I looked at your equipment there because we bowled a tournament here together not that long ago. And I'm like, man, he still throws that stuff. But it still works. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? He must have had somebody good drill his ball. Must have had somebody I mean, else. I, yeah. he, he definitely his, didn't his, do it. His mentor. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the one thing that I didn't have the opportunity to do at River City. Like, I, I did almost every job. I didn't cook, and I didn't do the pro shop. Right. Like, those are the two 
that I did. The only reason I did the pro shop was because there's so many people that kept coming in and asking about the pro shop. Right. And the thing was never open. Right. Oh, so you just took the initiative. So I was like, somebody's got to teach me because I'm tired of this. Right. Right. See, I didn't take the initiative. I was just like, it's closed. That that was it. (laughs) It's closed. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun dealing with people. I like dealing with people. So obviously, if you're an instructor, you better get used to dealing with people. Right. But yeah, because you're gonna have good experiences, bad experiences. But it's just fun, especially kids. I I don't know what it is, but yeah. I don't know what it you know what, whether it's you're, you teach them how to fish, teach them how to hunt, or whatever, get them into a bowling ball or whatever. I don't care what it teach them how to drive a car or whatever. I mean, whatever it is, it's just some rewarding about, it, especially when it comes to kids. You know, getting them yeah. get, get you in some activities so you're off the couch doing something. Yeah. You know, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. For sure. Plus, I mean, they kind of have to listen to you because, I mean, you either have a gun or a bowling ball you can throw at them. So right. they have to listen right. to you, right? Now, ask me what, who I'd rather work with. <laughs> Who'd you rather work with? Boys or girls? Who, Boy, do, you who do you Um, oh, I'm going to say girl. I'm going to say, I'll say boy just to be the opposite. Okay. What do you think? So you say uh, girls? Say yeah, girl, it's yeah. girls. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wrong. Like when we, <laughs> when we had our archery shop, you get a group of Boy Scouts in, you know, and you're like trying to teach them all this. They're like, just give me the bowl. I'm going to fling it. You know, oh, grip they, it they, they think it, they rip know rip what they're it, doing. Yeah. All right. and they, to learn. Oh, yeah. And they did, too. They would listen to you. And then about five minutes in, the Girl Scouts, they're out shooting the Boy Scouts. So then the boys are like, oh, can you show me? I'm, oh, well, I Oh, now I you want to learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, now you want Well, isn't it a girl is actually more steady than a guy? They're, I don't know. It must be their heartbeat or something. But hmm, I know that's... when we had Youth League in there, too, like top 10. It was 50-50. It happened with be girls. Nice. Oh, yeah. It was, And that was cool because these guys are like, ooh, you're good. And I'm like, ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it doesn't whoa, matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I'll, tell, better you, than I'll you. tell you what, because I learned that the hard way. Because I remember being about 11 or 12, and we were plinking at my dad's dad's uh, place there. So, Grandpa had a single shot, 22. And we're shooting, you know, and mom comes up like, yeah, let me try. And I'm like, ah, girls can't shoot. <laughs> My dad just looked at me like, oh, you're about to get him. <laughs> and she outshot us. And I'm like, and then he laughed, or she laughed. And then he's like, you know, and it's funny with my dad. Never, it wasn't college educated or anything, but he's like, if you learn anything from me right now, is you never underestimate what a woman can do. Yeah. And that, I've taken that to salt, you know, to green, you know, yeah. I've taken that to heart, I guess, you know, because yeah. I've really oh, do absolutely. that yet yeah you believe that right well enough. that's how i met my my wife you know as when we were racing snowmobiles you know I, when i i ran into her and her dad in uh not on the snowmobile right no well <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> but i we, i ran into him at the pits and she was like you talked to both of us and i go well, why you race snowmobiles yeah. and even if you didn't i'd still talk to both of you i mean it's just right out of respect but yeah I mean, maybe that's how I was brought up or whatever, but obviously through my lesson there or whatever. But yeah, it's, you see a lot of guys do that and you're like, Ooh, that's not a good thing. No. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because, you know, even when I taught for the sheet metal workers, you know, women, really good welders, they, you know, their drafting is skills are so good. I mean, some of the best pinstripers in the world, you guys are actually women because they, their hands are steady. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They just don't get the rapport. Because there's a lot of, you know, male-driven things, you know, like working on cars or guns yeah. and this and that. And they think it's male. And it's like, I'll tell you what, there's a lot more women doing that stuff. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what else? That's the three that I'm currently on. Okay. You know, I did work for a driving school. At one point, I drove a school bus here not too long ago, too. So, 
You name it, I've probably done it. Yeah. We have a, a school bus story coming up, too. Oh, nice. We're going to have to talk about that in oh, a yeah. while. You oh. know what we're talking about. I'm ready to hear Oh, it. yes. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know exactly yeah. oh, what you're talking about. We got that coming yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, So look forward to anything. I don't that... know if it's a school bus, but it's a bus. <laughs> yeah, it's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. And then, so that was like what you do for a living. Is there, what do you like to do outside of that? Okay, that or, well, or I know so obviously, there's going to be yeah, some overlap. Obviously but. hunting, yeah. Hunting, fishing, bowling, golf. Yeah. Um, Hey, we got him in the golf league this year. Oh, yeah. Nice. That was frustrating as hell. I'm not <laughs> it's still lie. fun. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to I'm get gonna, I'm going to. I'm. Well, next year we'll get. We'll go see our buddy. Uh, Gets you about, though. Yeah. Oh, it does. And then I mean, the fact. So you're golfing. And then you're golfing every week. So there's not like I golf and you wait two weeks and golf again. Yeah. This way, you're now you're golfing more, forces, more regular. Yeah, forces you. I think it really helps the short game. Yeah. the touch i think it would probably be the same thing with disc golf too oh yeah just a touch you know if you don't do it for a while you're like oh man yeah i didn't do it for a month and i you're like I struggled it's like you're while. like you feel like you're own, not like you're starting over but you're like man yeah what i'm, in I'm the just world is going on yeah i'm just starting now to see some some scores that are reflective of how i was playing before right yeah but i'm still not consistent yet i gotta speak get back for, to the consistency yeah. speak for yourself i haven't touched a distance on our vacation and oh wow annabelle's calling me every day like hey we got a contract here what you <laughs> right i haven't gotten any of them calls what the hell i know and it's funny too life you know as a <clears throat> as a parent too it's just it and well granted mine's now a freshman in college but so we're empty nesters in a sense but it's still it's always like seeing like someone's calling, Hey, I need this or I need that and you're like, Holy cow. Next thing you know the week it's the weekend again. You're like, yeah. What just happened to my week? Yep. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a, the time flies. It too. does. Well, you know, Mickey was it Mickey Rooney that said that you know, life is like toilet paper. The further you know, the further you get in, the faster she goes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't lying. It's yeah, a great it's analogy. A, it is a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Mickey Rooney has another one. All right. That guy was so funny too. I, I thought that was Mickey Mouse that said that. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm mistaken. No, that's my bad. Mickey, no, Mickey said, "Mini, get your hands off a of goofy." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's funny. Ooh. All right. Um. Well, um, what were you like as a kid? Ooh. The lies, the statute of limitations. So <laughs> actually, I was a rough kid. Uh I was hyperactive. Troublemaker? Um, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah? Oh, my God. What kind of trouble? Oh, All boy, boy stuff, yeah. yeah. You know, wrecking this, wrecking that. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was terrible. And I was funny, too. I was one of those kids. I remember, you know, uh, I wouldn't, I was stubborn, too. So, I was like, I'm not going to get potty trained. You know, I'm, <laughs> so, you know, my mom did. We're still working on it. We're right. getting it. <laughs> right? So, so, my mom buys a pair of cowboy boots that were just like my dad's and then she puts them on the top shelf in my bedroom or in, in the you know in the in the uh in the uh i call it the bedroom in the, the closet in the, the closet, closet in that top yeah. drawer in the closet and so i couldn't reach them you know and she's like only big boys wear cowboy boots oh. i was potty trained about 20 minutes wow <laughs> So you like, learned was how evil. to. Oh yeah. Oh, I knew how. It yeah. was just my mom's like he just didn't want to do it. You, you needed know? the motivation. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. But yeah, and then obviously as I, you know, you got older, you got you know mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think so. And you got into sports <laughs> and school stuff. So. But I was kind of a. It was awkward. I was really a oh, man. I was awkward. 
I didn't really, I didn't date until my senior year of high school. Okay. I only dated one gal, you know. Um, was in the cars and it just, high school was so clicky, you oh, know, and sure. if I Still wasn't in, is. you you know, and as a motorhead or, you know, you like sleds and cars and this and that. So we had a really small group of guys, but we always parked in the back of the parking lot. We yeah. all had old cars and the cars are older than we were, you know, and <laughs> yeah. Chevelles oh. and Camaros and, you know, Mustangs, all that stuff. So that oh, was yeah. kind of cool. I had a 68 Chevelle. Nice. Nice. 307, the two-speed power glide, yeah. Oh. Slush box, hell yeah. Nice. It was gray with duct tape interior. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. awesome. Yeah. No, yeah. But you but, wish you still had it. No. No? No. no. I had a 71 Monte Carlo I bought when I was probably about 20. Ooh. And that was a, it was a car was from California. And it was a 350, but it only had a two-barrel. But it had factory air, factory tinted windows. It was just a cruiser. It was like this copper color, like a, and it had a white vinyl top. But it was Ooh. nice stereo system. And, oh yeah, it was a nice car. I had a '66 Corvette. Ooh. Wow, jeez! Totally You've had some good car. cars. Oh yeah, good my mom and dad. My mom and yeah, my mom and dad still have that car. It's, they they converted that from a small block to a big block. That's a big block car. Dang, I want to get down to this. I had a, a '91 Chevy Lumina. Uh, <laughs> days of Thunder, it, it baby. It was a sweet right? ride. Yeah, days only of, one days of, of Thunder. The, they had Luminas in. Yeah. Only one of the two doors worked. Wasn't the Lumina four door though? No, they, they made a two door. They did, and, and mine it was very rare. And he had one. I had one, okay, and it had like taste, yeah, yeah, and the handle instead of being like horizontal where it should it be, was it was vertical right here, what? and it broke on the driver's side. So I had to get in my car on the passenger side, unless I left the window down, so I could grab the door on the inside oh to God. open it. I had a buddy that had a '69 Chevy pickup, had three on the tree. Oh, nice. oh my God! And we're driving to school, and he breaks the shifter. Oh, oh no. no! And he's like. Open the glove box, and I'm like, what? And then inside this, the glove box, there's this big ass screwdriver, and I hand it to him. Right like, Shoves her in there, and keeps right on going. Hell yeah! So yeah, wow. it's it wasn't the first time. It was obviously it wasn't the first time it's happened. Yeah, and we had them old breaker point ignition, yeah. so you always had a fingernail file and a second set of points just in case. Oh yeah, man, those were the days. I had a buddy. <laughs> I had a buddy in high school that had a that had like a '66 Mustang. Yep. And to unlock his door, there was a certain spot that you just wrap it in the lock with pop up yeah. oh man yeah. like you, you go in with the key you turn it and it wouldn't yeah. turn and then he'd he'd kind of rub it like, and I think it was part of his measurement because rub it probably, and like, probably an indentation boom. in the door <laughs> yeah. and then uh, the thing with the lock would pop right up yeah, you know that wow. money too was weird you locked the door you know you push the deal down and lock the door you actually had to hold the button in though when you shut the door so it wouldn't pop back pop up. up yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that was that car still had uh, someone one that car still had the the dual seatbelt thing where you had a you had the shoulder strap was separate from the lap belt so it was still on a two yeah wow mm-hmm. I wish they still had the the high beams on the on the floor. floor oh these kids nowadays <laughs> they would not know what to do you would they would lose their mind they wouldn't know how to turn no. them on uh-huh. I wouldn't know how to turn them on yeah no. it was a little button on the floor that you stepped right. on mm-hmm. wow and if you got really old the oldest car I ever drove was a forty eight Chevy. And that car, then they even had a, the starter was on the floor too. You had to push that, there was a button, a bigger yep. button kind yep. of by the gas oh, yeah, pedal. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, you had to push that in to actually start the car. Wow. Let's, let's, let's start putting the gas tank back in, in the trunk. 
right? <laughs> oh, behind the license plate. Yeah, behind the where's license plate. Where's the... Where's <laughs> the kids, 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 kids today would never know where it was. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't know. I know. I'm, I'm one of these be kids. Lost. Roddy's be lost. lost right now. Yeah. yeah. If you guys... Yeah. That's how my money was. Yeah. Right. We all are the bodies. They stopped doing that because uh, it was considered dangerous because if you got rear-ended, oh, the gas tank was fired. Yeah. That the makes Pinto, sense. Yeah. That's what the Pinto was notorious for. Mm-hmm. The Ford Pinto. Just exploding on impact? Well, it would like, just start on fire. Oh, yeah. okay. I mean, it was an amazing car to begin with. <laughs> it's, an am- <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> You know, who doesn't want a Ford Pinto? I mean. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's American muscle, right? <laughs> Ford Pinto. Right? It's like the, what was it, the Mustang too. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Another, just, another mm-hmm. dream car. Mm-mm. So. so is it my turn? Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so you're the only guest that has provided snacks so far. Nice. And I just wanted to thank you for that. Like sure. you gave us meatballs. Yeah. You got that veggie tray. Yeah. You got all this stuff. You gave me meal for my water. Like, right. Yeah. I, you set me up. Um, what is it like in your life that like made you so hospitable? You know, like, is it, is there something that maybe mm. that you can lead that to, or is that just who you just, are? Yeah. You know, just how I kind of always raised, I think, yeah. you know, parents, always kind of taught me to you know respect other people it doesn't matter what you know what their beliefs or views and stuff are you still you know and then my grandma i think it was my dad's mom oh my god it was like you go there you know and it was you'd have pre-breakfast breakfast after breakfast oh you look hungry pre-lunch and you have lunch <laughs> after lunch i know it was just yeah so that's awesome. Yeah, because yep. you texted us, like, mm-hmm. was it yesterday or the yeah, day before? Yeah, yep. what, what do you guys, guys want for drinks? What do you want for well, snacks? Yeah. I knew you were coming down, too. So yeah. I was like, well, you know, I got to have something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I was, I was starving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a late day for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hooked us up. I'm yeah. I'm full. <laughs> I still got I still yeah. got a meatball left and half a veggie tray. Cha-ching. Yeah. So, um... What is your favorite memory of us since we've all hung out a few times before this? I mean, we've known each other for quite a while. What's your favorite memory? All right. Well, I'm going to do this in two parts. Okay. Um, The first time I met you, I met you before. He's talking about, he's talking about Roddy. I was talking about, yeah. I've known Vandy before I met Roddy. So the time, or the first time that I, the two of you together was, you had talked about this with, with Tom here not that long ago. You were talking about uh, Moonlight Bowling. And we would, none of us would be sitting here if it wasn't wasn't for Petey. Uh, Mm. So, first time I met Petey at the archery shop, I was sitting there helping a customer work on a bow. And he was struggling with his bow. So, I actually was shooting it. And it was at full draw. And all of a sudden, I hear this boom. And I'm like, what was that? Somebody had shot an arrow into the structural steel. It was, I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, it was an accidental discharge. Petey? Oh, yeah. And he was, oh, right? He oh. was trying this hinge release. And there's all these different types of releases. But hinge releases, so once you get it back, yeah, you just, you keep pulling. Yeah, you keep pulling. And then you rotate, boom, through the shot. And it's for people that want to kind of be surprised with a shot going off. Well, it's also how you get a black eye. Oh, he, oh, no. he punched himself right in the face. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, he no. got, he got. He got yeah, if, if you don't, if you don't pull back right and you like, yeah, twist your, you, you hinge it. Yeah, you release it. it, it it'll release. And it, 
just gets you right in the eye. Yeah, like, no, it punched Punch. him right in the lip. Yeah. Oh, so, no. oh, yeah. So he, there's no button or nothing. It's yeah. just all. It's just a yeah. manual. It, it, once it gets wow. so much pressure. It, well, you can set them up that way, but a lot of them, too, is you see, once you get back, you can just slightly rotate and yeah. you roll it off the hinge, the hinge, yeah, so to speak. But So that's it, that's one of the advanced moves. Right, yeah. yeah. And he punched himself right in the face. <laughs> and I, was, I was pissed because I'm like, I'm trying to help this customer in that. I got to admit, I did too the first time I ever used Oh, one. yeah. I wasn't yeah. a fan of him either. But he's bleeding. I'm like, but then come to find out, well, here he, he, you know, he worked right across the street. So then he was coming in every day, and, that, and that's how we became friends. But then he was like, "Dude, you got to get into bowling. You got to get into bowling." I was like, "All right, fine." So then that's how I met Bandy, and then he's like, "Dude, we got to go to Moonlight Bowling. This oh, you're gonna have someone. This is some of the most fun you have with your clothes on." I'm like, "Okay, right, <laughs> let's go try this." So, and then that's when I met the two of you, and you probably don't remember this, Roddy, but the one deal you had to get, you were like, "I'll give you two bucks if you go dirty dance on that woman right over there." <laughs> so I'm over there. And I'm grinding, yeah, and I am grinding on this chick. And she's like, like you know, like a dog, you know, in the springtime. Like, get out my leg, right? And you're like, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm, you're not selling it. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I got to do here? You know? It was, that was so funny. I, I, I think I slightly mm, remember that. Yeah, just because... and it was. You guys really did a good job. It was so funny. I, 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 re- re- I just remember ripping on you for all the, the gutter gutters. balls. Oh, my God. I still got them saved in my phone as... Uh, Ricky, the gutter, gutter king. king. Yep. Nice. Right. And uh, <laughs> you're not driving home, are you? Because you spent more time in a ditch than you are. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Yeah. We used to rip on people. Oh. Like, it was so funny. Was ripping mm-hmm. on Ricky. Yep. And then within a matter of like freaking probably a month or two, he was throwing 200 games. Right. Yep. Wow. He, yep. Went, he went from freaking barely breaking 100. 100 yeah. Becoming 200s. a bowler. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's a, such a fast turnaround. Right. So, but the class, here's the classic, right? So, it was probably your first podcast you guys did. You were talking about Cold Spring. Cold Spring. Yeah. Talking about Cold Spring. So, let's let's, let's stay, dissect stay this bowling. a little bit. Yeah. So, we were stay bowling in Alexandria. And this is who they, I don't know what you want to call it, the day after thing or whatever, but we were all at the hotel bar. And uh, a couple of you guys were, you know, enjoying yourselves or whatever. And then this bachelorette party comes in, right? And... uh a friend of ours who happens to be handicapped or whatever, Jerry. they just they just start mauling this guy, and it was it was in good humor, you know. Well, he didn't he didn't want to get on the dance floor. No, no, not I, at first. I, no, I and to, I was like, bro, I, you roll them out. You're like, like no, nope, you're out there, yeah. Yep. And next thing you know, like, hey, this isn't half bad, you know. You know, <laughs> he loved it, right? So, and then I, you were yeah, you were macking with these chicks and the both you guys. It was and it was good humor, and I'm like, I'm kind of watching this right from the sideline, right? So, Mister Sober here. And all of a sudden, you're like, dude, dude, they're going to Cold Spring, man. They hook us up. I go, well, we'll talk. You know, I'm like, freaking, I guess defuse this, right? Yeah. Well, I've been, I was feeding him fiery angry oh, all, all oh, day. Oh, yeah. You, I, yeah. Yeah. So you were, you were pretty, yeah. You were, yeah. The pump was primed. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the deal. This is what you guys don't know. You went up to the DJ and you requested a specific song. Oh, I think you I You remember the song? song? What was the song? The sexy and I know it. Nope. No? no, wasn't no. Wiggly Arms. What did I request? Something from the '80s. You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> That's the '60s, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew the bride. No, I knew the bride when she used to rock and roll. What? You don't remember that? What did I request? I knew the bride when she used to rock and roll. Oh yeah. So so, and you could just tell they were not into that at all. And at that point, I'm like, you know what? 
Mm-mm. I'm like, if you're not from the Midwest and you don't know that song, you know, I'm like, you know what? They're not in your league. I was just like, we're done. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm like, I already know we're not going to Cold Spring. Oh, so if it wasn't for that song, I would have gone to Cold Spring? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I, well, maybe. I don't know. I was like, oh, it was going to play. But yeah. after that, I'm like, yeah, you know that, what? That they're, group was better than the first, the second group. The I second think. group was not as fun. No. They, yeah. Mm-mm. They weren't into it. They no, were. They, they were, were not into it at they, all. They were no. just there to. Why do you even have a bachelorette party if you're not gonna want to? It was. It was weird. The yeah. vibe on that was really weird. So I was like, mm. but yeah, you were that like, first dude, dude rider guy. Ricky, man, we gotta Ricky, go to Gold Springs. You gotta dig us, Ricky. Ricky, please, Ricky. Ricky, I know. please. I was and like, I, I grown sh- man is just <laughs> banging. Yeah, right. Even without the ride. I should have gone because the next day of bowling, I didn't do anything. <laughs> it would have been worth it to miss the bowling. Yeah, we know? could have picked He's up. like, we I don't know. Picked yeah, up on, on the way home. home. Yeah. Right? Because it was on the Take way home. Take my dummy score. We're at state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was on a mission. But it goes back to the other deal, too, where you were, talk- you were talking about how, you know, Bandy was talking about how Roddy has a hard time closing the deal. Like yeah. trying, he can bring the puck up the ice, so you just can't put it in the net. You know, you know what? That that that's admirable. I think he's getting. <laughs> you got you got to you got to respect that, right? right? Ab- you know, well, but here's the deal. I was like, you know that's what? Great. You know, and I was like, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is not going anywhere. I'm like, there's just you know, mm-mm. I'm it, like, it could have been. I could have. That could have like, been the you night. Know what? I was like, dude, they're these, these chicks just no. They're not in the caliber of my boys. So oh, so, so oh, yeah. you actually, you were watching my back. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, they, you know, at, well, that, that one group, that first group, I was like, dang, if if he gets, I'm like, he's going to outkick his punt coverage. I'm like, holy cow. Uh, yeah, there's oh, three. Oh, okay. Oh, there's three, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. The first group was really cool. Yeah. And, and they were, they were fun. Obviously, they're the one, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were the fun yeah, ones. Yeah, they were the fun ones. Those so that's, what, that's ones. what even makes it, yeah, that's what even makes it even better. But when they, when. You requested that song and you were not into it. I'm like, mm, yeah, nope, man, they're not in. They're not up to my boy specs. They're just not. Mm-mm. Well, I if you appreciate can't, if that. You can't go right. with it. Yeah, you can't flow with it. You're not gonna fit in with these guys, right? Yeah, because I, I, like I said, I had so many fiery, ang- like what were they called? Fiery angries, right? Yeah, and with oh, the fireball, angry, angry, yeah, with, yeah, with the fireball. And yeah, so I had a bunch of those in me. So I, I know, I remember, I was there. Yeah, well, I, was I was there. I was feeding him all day. So I'm just saying, I appreciate it because my judgment wasn't there, and your judgment, judgment. was there. What judgment? I yeah. know. <laughs> The judge was gone. So you yeah. were the governor was. You, you were, were watching. wide open. You were watching my back. I, and was. I appreciate that. Yeah, I need you around. I was all hoping. The time. I was hoping, but you know, I just I'm like, wasn't. Uh, no, not this time. Yeah, I were, there was two other girls at the end of the night. I thought we were going to have good luck with, but that didn't happen. That didn't pan out either. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I feel like that first group was my favorite group out of all yeah. all three of them. Oh, absolutely. They were the sure. funnest. They were oh. they were there to like actually have fun, a dance, and mm-hmm. like it was it was a good, really good time. I remember a buddy of mine getting married, and uh, we were downtown Minneapolis, someplace, and there was a bachelorette party coming there too. And next thing you know, we had bought this guy a, a shirt from Schinders where it was like a checklist, like twenty different things, you know. And this girl goes, "You got a sharpie?" And I actually had it. I want you know, yeah. So she looks on the shirt, you know, and she's like, "I'll do that." And she checks it, and then. She does something and she signs the back of the shirt. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So like that, you know, it was like talk dirty to me. So this one girl just goes up and grabs him by the melon, you know, and she starts talking in his ear and he see the look on his face like, oh my 
God, you know, and that was like, oh, this must be pretty good. And, uh, but yeah, it was, it was, that, and that group was, that was probably the best bachelorette party. I mean, they, they were a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we were, we partied with them for a couple hours. It was good. You remember? I, I got one. Uh, we were at state or I don't know if you guys were, I think it was at state. We were up in Duluth and, uh, we were at the bar and this bachelorette party came in and this girl needed to find a con. They were doing a scavenger hunt. I remember. And this girl needed to find a condom. <laughs> that was part of their scavenger hunt. Yeah. And she goes, how am I? She comes up to me and asks if I had one. I was like, I don't know. I don't have one. Yeah. And, uh, she goes, how am I going to, she goes, you need to help me. I go, what do you want? I go, what are you? So then she goes, we got to find a condom. Somebody's got to have a condom. So I, I'm pretty lit and I'm loud. So I stood up on the bar stool and I just yelled. I go, any guy in here have a condom? I remember that. It's, I was there. I, and some guy, Andy doing this too. Some this guy go, so goes, I, I got one, raises his hand and he's on a date. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, taking one for yeah. the team, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And the look on the girl's face was like, you really thought you, you were going to get lucky, lucky tonight? <laughs> wow. So he just ruined his, well, maybe he already knew. And so he's like, you know what? Right. He's I like, might as well help my loss. Okay. Somebody gets some use out of this. That's thing, a maybe. team player right yeah. there. Like, hey, you know what? If oh, I'm yeah. not going anywhere with this, let's. <laughs> but, yeah. Got me a kiss on the cheek. Ooh. The girl's like, that uh, was a, thank you so much. She goes, you some, should just fall around Some me. of those are the most fun. Yeah. 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 Right? So, yeah. I had to mention that one. I, I remember that story, though. That that was fun. I didn't know the details. I think, again, I had some drinks in me. That was that bar uh, with all the games. They had all the... <gasps> oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the one downtown yeah. Duluth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I remember that. I didn't remember it... it I don't remember it being at that place, but maybe it was. Yeah, it was. It was at the bar mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah, yep. not the game part. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was kind of separated or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I remember that now. That, that was the year uh, you were with, right? Mm-hmm. That was the year that uh, Derek had uh, the gay guy oh. latch onto his arm. Oh. I, don't, him. I, don't I forgot that. all about Derek, that. <laughs> Derek had a gay guy that latched onto his arm and just... Started walking with him. Walked him around. Yep. We, he went bar hopping with us. He oh. followed Derek. He bought him drinks all damn night. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's right. Was I there for that part? I'm pretty sure. It was the one I'm Were tra- you with us that year? I, I was there that year. Oh, yeah, you were there. Yeah, because that was, you? That was like right before I moved up to the cloaking oh, area. Oh, that's right. He followed us around the whole night. He went to grandma's with us and all that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, I do remember going <laughs> to grandma's. And then it got to the end of the uh, like, yep. We got to like the second or third bar, and I was like, Derek. Yeah. He's like, Yeah. I go, He's gay. He goes, No. <laughs> he goes, What makes you think that? I go, His hand's been on your lower back for half the night. Like, <laughs> checking for the tramp like, stamp. How much more do you want him to grab you? Like, right. He's like, How low know. will you go? Just he thought goes, he was friendly. Yeah, he goes, I don't know. I just thought he was a nice guy. He's been buying me drinks all <laughs> yeah. night. I go, What do you think he's buying you drinks, Hello. bud? <laughs> And it got to the end of the night, and Derek was just like, well, oh, see you later. So <laughs> funny. Oh, man. Well, and he's a younger guy, too, yeah. so the naivety, a little bit of that deal. Yeah, he had a, he didn't have the I mean, yeah, like He's a good-looking kid, don't get me wrong, but it, just, it was funny. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was so funny because you were like, we're all like, oh, let's just see how this transpires. Because we were like, we could, we, could, we could help him out, but you know what? We're going to like, we're going to give him just enough rope to yeah. see where this is going. Yeah, let's have some fun with it. Right? Yeah, and it was so he just didn't really he wasn't picking oh, God, it up. No, it was mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> Deer in the headlights there a little bit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, there's so many 
So oh, many stories I know. we could sit here for hours talking about some of this. Oh. All right, I'll get into the next part so we can oh, we'll, yeah, we'll maybe good. get to back good, to man. some of these stories. But uh, what skill, Ricky, do you possess that not a lot of people know about? Um, I play guitar. At least I played guitar. I didn't know well, that. I dabbled the guitar a little bit. Nice. I took four years of Russian in high school. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, that's, which is that's weird, really but you, cool. You got to realize, you know, I'm I'm older than yeah. you guys, you know, by not a lot, but I'm, you know, I'm kind of a generation older than you guys. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was the tail end of the Cold War, you know, and it was just seemed like, you know what, this might not be a bad thing to have, you know, just in case. But I'm glad it never came to fruition, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah. So so yeah, you was, know quite a bit of Russian then. I well, I used, you to. used to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a di- you know the alphabet's different. It's you know it's a, it's kind of its own derivative. It's one of the three languages you know uh, that kind of was its own thing. You know, thirty three letters and just there's so many. It's like German and some of these other languages too, where you can say a word, but then you say it differently for you know informal with your friends and then formally you know and then you you know data where you if it's something related to time uh, or if, if you're describing something you know and then it, it change you know you can be six different variations of the same word so the grammar part of it was probably the hardest thing besides learning the alphabet wow and it changed my it changed my handwriting because the teacher would be like what happened to your cursive it's not because back you know my day we had to actually yeah. do yeah. stuff in cursive they so. don't yeah. teach that anymore no no right they don't so even how I signed a check was different because you know, like uh, the M, the M, the L, and there was another letter that you, uh, they had this like this defined hook on the front of it. So then my middle name, I changed how I wrote. No, my my middle name is Michael. So yeah, so the M changed on how I signed it. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. Like, once you start learning another language, it right. just kind of gets into the other. And what was cool, know? too, back in my day, back in my day, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we learned about the country and stuff, too. And, you know, it was still back then, it was still the Soviet Union. It wasn't, you know, so it was the 15 republics, you know, at that point. They weren't individual countries, so to speak, but um, it, it was it's such a vast. I mean, it covers like 10 time zones and there's 125 different you know, subcultures, and it's just crazy how big that country is. Wow, I guess I didn't realize it spanned mm, that Yeah, it's wide. big. It's big, yeah. You know, in Siberia, you know, it's just so massive, you know, in the different cultures, and, you know, you got the the dialect even is, is crazy, all, and then everything else. Yeah, so it was it was cool. It was fun to take that language and learn about other parts of the world. Yeah. yeah. It opens you up a little bit, too. Yeah. They wow. Do they have a lot of slang in Russia? Or no? Oh yeah, same. Just like it's like us, you know. Like <clears throat> you say, "Hey, dude," you know. So right. somebody yeah. learning English, I feel bad for them because they're like, Oof, you know. Yeah. We have all the exceptions to the rules too, but but they'd say like, "Hey, uncle," would be saying saying, "Hey, dude," you know. Yeah. So dad, yeah, was uncle, and you're like, you know, and this guy kind of like, I'm like, why you call me uncle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, no, it's just how we say dude. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> all right. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So do you think, like, obviously, I don't know um, exactly how long it, it was since you learned it, but do you think, like, if you had to, like, go back to learn it, do you think you'd, like, be able to get I, it back? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have to learn the alphabet or anything, but I would, you know, have to kind of relearn a lot of the vocabulary. But I think it would come back pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny when you don't speak it, and then yeah. you, just, you get every, you know, you start learning. Just like things. in any language. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it, exactly. Yep. But you'd want to learn it properly. You wouldn't want to rush in it. 
Well, well yeah, you then, want water but then I'd have to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneak that joke in I there. Know. I had to. I know. That's a that's a cool skill, though. Yeah, yeah, it was not one that I was expecting. No, most people don't know that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my next question is: uh, Do you think you'll ever want to open another bow shop, dude? Uh, people hammer me on this all the time. So we owned a bow shop for about three years. The thing about archery, I, and I love archery. The thing about archery, though, it's so fickle when it comes to these bow manufacturers. They're like, you can't be so close to this guy, and you can't be so close to that guy. So when we opened that shop, we were really like, we were really like, okay, we're going to sell this brand and this brand because we'll be far enough away. And that's what I did, and it would boom it. So we set it up. Well, then... I'm not going to mention who it was, but somebody was like, mm, no, what if I order enough bows? Will you, you know, can I do that? And the bow company's like, hey, yeah, you know what? Let's do that. And then they literally sawed us off at the kneecaps. Oh. So then they literally cut us off because they opened up a shop not too far away from us and they sell everything. So it was like, ooh. And it, it just, our sales just plummeted. Oh, no. The other thing, too, was the, the DIY people, you know, they started seeing this stuff on the internet like oh, i'm just gonna do it at home you know and you're like oh, cool you know and which is fine and i don't you know discourage people from doing that but that kind of killed us too yeah or people would or people would buy stuff online because it was you can obviously get it cheaper and well, yeah, yeah, people are in a budget i get that but then you know and then they're like well why is in your shop button not open anymore like well you wouldn't buy it from me so yeah, right. I, how am i supposed to keep the doors open you know it doesn't stay open magically you know right. we gotta have an income coming yeah in. so yeah, and I, you know, I just ran, like, ran into a lady today too. Was like, oh my kids, they really love coming. I'm like, I know, and I love, I love having them there. You know, the middle school or one of the middle schools was just literally up the road. Kids would come down and they would leave their bows there, and they'd come after school and they'd shoot their bows. You know, because they'd shoot mm-hmm. league. You know, they'd shoot yeah. league, and they had a little lounger and they could do their homework and wait for their mom and dad to come pick them up. It would. People were like, man, you're crazy. I'm like, no, it was. Man, it was great. The yeah. kids, kids, right? The kids were so responsible and so good, and they all looked out for each other. And you know what's like trap shooting and stuff too is becoming really popular. And I think it's good that you teach these kids some responsibility. You you, you put them in a, an environment like that, and it teaches them respect and response. People just think it's it's would be the other way around. And I'm like, no, it's, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you know? there's right. a lot of lessons to be oh, learned. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, not to say we didn't have to get in a couple of them because we did. You know, yeah. I mean, some, there was some tough love. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it wasn't picture perfect all the time. Yeah, but. you still got to be kind of a supervisor over mm-hmm. there. But kids will be kids. Oh yeah. yeah. Or they, or they just they're so excited that they kind of forget. It's, it's just rules. me, me, me. Yeah. On, oh yeah, no, yeah. Whoa, whoa, this is a group thing. No, we get you know. Yeah. When you shoot at a public range, you know, you gotta make sure everybody's back. You know. Yeah. And then we had an old master chief <coughs> in the navy that he'd hang out at the shop too. We called him old Pete. You know. Old and man, uh, old older man, old man Pete. Yeah, yeah you probably met him. Yeah, you met him. Yeah, great Pete. guy. I love Pete. He, um, but he, I remember one day he started barking back there. We will all walk down and grab arrows, and we all will make sure everybody's got all their arrows before we walk back. And this one lady walks around the corner. She's like, "Is he always like that?" And I'm like, "Nope." So I said, "If he's like that, somebody did something that wasn't good." You know? Yeah. And he's like, "Well, he doesn't work here." I'm like, "Well, you know what? It doesn't really matter if that if he's saying that." I. I trust him. Yeah, exactly. It's yep. I don't even want to know what happened. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. So, like you said, if he was like that, you know, it's something. Mm, Yeah, it was. Pete's Pete's one of the nicest guys you want to meet. Real easy going. Yeah. So, 
But you know, would it be fun to open one? Well, absolutely. Yeah, because it was like it was like the Mickey Mouse Club down there. <laughs> People would come in, you know, and it was funny too because it got to the point where the phone would ring and I'd be like, "Is there anybody that's not supposed to be here?" Because <laughs> somebody's wife would call, "So and so there, I haven't seen him all day." And I'm like, "I haven't seen him." And he's sitting right at the bench, you know. <laughs> that's awesome, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> And it would be fun too, because hey, Norm, it's your wife, <laughs> right? Exactly. I yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah, they slip you a twenty. Oh, you know what's <laughs> funny too, because some of them guys would come in, and we close at eight o'clock on the weeknights, and eight, right at seven fifty-five, they come walking in with a case of beer, and I'm like, ooh, yep, we're closing down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hunting stories are coming out, yeah, yeah, no, and that was I, I do miss that. You know, we'd even get some of the law enforcement, some of the Wright County Sheriff's deputies, because we'd be grilling. Oh, okay. Outside and that, and then that, you know, the venison that, you know, and the wind would blow it across and they're sitting at the light. Also, they just come around the corner and hey, we got to do a building check. <laughs> What's on the grill, boy? Yeah, we got to chunk. Yeah, we got to <laughs> check that out. Yep. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That, I like that story. So, it, but, it, you know, firearms are one thing, you know, Winchester or, or some of these other companies, they don't care if you're five minutes from the next guy, but archery. It's kind of That's it's so kind of weird. weird. It's kind of clicky. Yeah, it's it's weird um, and dumb. It is, you know, and because we were we were always because we tried getting a couple of other brands too, and the guy would be like, "Well, why should we? You know, why should we give you a dealership?" Because we're like, "We'll beat everybody on customer service." I said, "Nobody will beat us." And I said, "We'll make that person so happy they bought that bow." You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Like a shop right? is a shop. Why wouldn't you want your bow in every shop? Right? Yeah. It's it's just it, it's it was so it's so backwards to what you think it would be hmm. it? so yeah so you know to i don't know to answer the question though i mean i would love to i don't know if we will or not I mean, yeah maybe i mean we'll that's see. a it's a big commitment it is it is obviously um, such a good time though. oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of fun and you said my first bow is on the house yeah. so. if we open one up maybe yeah. <laughs> it's good yeah, I think you should, kid, I've been trying bow. to get him into bow archery. I have, I have an I have a bow. I'm what, I'm not great what, with it. What but. kind of is it? What kind of bow is it though? It's not, I, he doesn't even know what it is. That's the thing. It's got it's camouflage like my, on it. Oh, that's cool. It's about yeah. like my Nova. Oh, okay, like a PSZ Nova. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know more about my bow than I do, dude. Archery is. I don't know. Even you don't have to hunt, but just to do archery is just so much fun to fling yeah. arrows with people. Yeah, I have more fun going to the range too, and then just you start talking to people. Next thing you know, I'm like, man, I didn't even shoot my bullet. I yeah, was out here for just, three just hours. Sitting there yeah, talking. right. Because people be like, I don't know. I thought about trying to. I'm like, what? So yeah, maybe I can just I, come I, out. I, and I remember going to the range many of times. I'm like, I flung twelve arrows and I was there for. <laughs> oh well, Spoonie was like that too. And yeah. Spoon man, yeah, he'd come in too. And next thing you know, he's like, oh man, I gotta get going. I'm in too much trouble. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, because you just start talking about this, that, and the other thing. Well, next thing you know, like, oh, oh, look at yeah. the time, yeah. So, and then you realize nobody has shot an arrow for an hour, right? Well, because every, every, yeah, everyone's yeah. talking, and that's the it was the camaraderie. I think is the nice thing too. It's like golf, you know. Like we got that golf league. I couldn't believe how funny that was. You know, just get to know people and you're like, hey man, let's just let's just have fun. Let's just do this, you know. Yeah. And you know that's how it should be. You know, who cares about the score? We're out here we're, having yeah, fun. Right, we're here together. Right. It's we're we're out we're outside doing something fun. Yep. It's a good time. Yeah. That's one thing that I've learned uh, on the disc golf course. I was playing a, a tournament and I wasn't doing well. And this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, it's Sunday. Have We're fun. playing disc golf. You're not working. 
Yeah. Right? We're, it, could, it could be way worse. Yeah, it's a beautiful day out. Right. He's like... I told you that time and time again. I know, but I get You don't have sometimes. to do this. You get exactly. to do this, right? yep. yeah. So that helped me... That yeah. helped me a lot. And then another lesson that I've learned, and I've used it for this for other stuff too, but you got to treat every shot like its own universe. Yep. And so... New just, game. Yep. New it's game, a new brand new, new game. game. Mm-hmm. Like you can have the worst round of your life, but then have the best one throw of your life. shot. Yeah. One shot, one throw, yep. one arrow. You're like... Yeah. And then right. it changes the rest of your day and you're like, oh. Wow. Well, you know, and the thing about archery is... You know, some of these shows, you know, they've gotten people so kind of wrapped up in this and that. And I'm like, people are like, well, why do you do it? And I'm like, because when I draw that bow back and I put the pin on the target, all I'm thinking about is I'm gonna, I'm aiming for one specific spot and then I let the shot go and I just watch the arrow fly in there. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about the bills. So I'm not thinking about, right. It's so primitive, but yet it's so, it's so cool, you know. Yep. And if your heart's pure and you're just, you're just caught up in that moment. Arrow's going to go right where it's supposed to. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it it's not rock. It's you know, oh, like, I need this. I need that. Yeah. Did you ever get a shooter in there that you were just like, wow? Oh yeah. I oh yeah. It was funny because Mark and uh, these other guys they baited me really bad because this guy was a national champion. He'd won multiple tournaments, and I didn't know him at all. I didn't know who this guy was. You know, and he's back there flinging arrows. You know, and the guy goes, "Hey, you got to go back and help that guy. This guy sucks." You know, I'm like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> I go back there and this guy's hammering X rings like it's. I'm like, you don't need no damn. I didn't. I didn't. Even, I didn't say nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was like watching for two seconds. I'm like, nope. What'd you tell him? What'd you tell him? I'm like, I didn't say nothing to that guy. You don't need no help. <laughs> yeah. You know. And it was so funny, but yeah, Fitzy, good guy. But a lot of fun. Yeah. I've seen a few that are. Pretty, oh, Wade was for my da- yeah. Wade Grinegar is yeah. He's great. Um. My daughter was funny too, though, because she'd fling you know, four or five hundred arrows at a crack, and uh, a day, you know, she'd be back there just ripping arrows, you know, and she's pulling like fifty pounds, and here she's like nine, ten years old, and you get these thirteen, fourteen year old guys, and they can't even pull back thirty pounds. Like, yeah, and I'm like, you got to get out the couch, son. <laughs> and uh, so old man Petey would be like, these guys would come in like, hey, five bucks says that little girl could out shoot you, and the guys like, oh, whatever. Whatever, and then she's doing it, and they're like, "What? What? And then What's like, going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who is this kid? You know, yeah. oh, it's the boss's kid. She still yeah. does she still shoot? No, well, she just doesn't. She's so busy with school yeah. and everything else. But yeah, doesn't she know what her priorities are? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she knows exactly what her priorities are. Oh, that's good. You know, archery right now just not is yeah. not top. No, we went. We I mean, we went hunting. She shot a deer. She got a nice. deer. Yeah, no, she she can do it. She's done it. But you know. Right now, it's just not a priority in her life. But yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah, maybe back. bring it back. College is busy. Oh, oh college. Is, I I couldn't. That kid first is, year. Yeah. Yeah. You remember He's, what that was like, mm-hmm. first year of college? I remember all five years. Twelve years? Would you go to St. No, Cloud? Yeah, I did <laughs> go, go to St. Cloud. Yeah, there you go. That's the yeah. rumor. It yep. takes you five years to get a four-year degree up there. Yep. I got It took me. Well, <laughs> technically, I also went to. There's a lot of people that take eight years of college. I know. Yeah, they're called yeah, Van Wilder. Yeah, Tommy. Van Wilder. <laughs> yeah, no, I went to North Hennepin for one semester, and I, I didn't take, like, I think I took almost a full workload, but that slowed me down a little bit. Right, right. But I got back on track. I got the degree. There you go. Yeah. I'm proud of it. <laughs> it's easier to do it when you're younger. Yeah. So all those young people out there, just yeah. hammer it out, get it done, get your degree. Yeah. Get your degree. As you get older, it's it's harder to degree. go back to school. Yeah. I mean, I liked college to a degree. 
literally. Yeah. <laughs> did, I tell you, did I tell you guys that I went to clown college? No. I didn't? I was valid Victorian. Yeah. Sorry. Class clown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my college jokes. Yep. That's, how, that's all I get. <clears throat> all right, Ricky. What is your dream vacation? Lahaina. Lahaina. That didn't take long, did it? No, it didn't. Maui, yeah. Island of Maui. Lahaina is a is a is a town on the west side of, of that island. It's kind of it was an old whaling village back in the day, but I I don't know what it is about that town, but I just if someone said where are you going, that's where I'm going. Where Lahaina? Lahaina is the name of the town in Maui. Oh, okay, yep. Maui. what? How many have you been there before? Five times. Five times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. I have been to Hawaii zero times, so I don't know. Got to do it. Yeah, it's got to be on your bucket list. Okay. People say, you know, like people go to this, you know, California, Florida, and and, and you know what? There's a lot of great places. Don't get me wrong. It's not the same. No, it is not the same. So what, so what is it? You know, for me, it's I don't know. It's just something. Of, it's just this inner peace or something. It, I don't know. Sounds really weird. Sounds stupid. You know? No, it doesn't sound stupid at all. But yeah, it's just something about going there. It's just so calming for me. Um, you know, it's one of the four states that doesn't allow billboards on that. Oh. So it, it's the scenery is just incredible. You know, the different things, you know, you can see the flowers, you know, the whales, depending on what time of year you go, you know, cause the whales will migrate down and they come down there in, you know, I don't see the late October, November, but, they usually birth right around the new year. And okay. so then, you know, and then they, by March, then they're heading back to Alaska or whatever. So that's kind of, so I've been there enough. You kind of know, you know, that's, that's cool. If you've ever been on a, if you, that's the one thing you got to do down there too, is go on a whale cruise, you know, like okay. an like evening cruise. Yeah. Or it is so cool. They are so mammoth. You think, you think, you know, we're king of the jungle? Mm-mm. No. Not even Not it, yeah. No, right? And, you know, it's, they're so docile, but it's so cool. And they're all their, like, their their tails, too. They all have a different signature. Like, we all have different fingerprints in that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with their tail. You can identify a whale because all their tails are marked differently and stuff. Wow. So, it's kind of really, it's so cool to learn some of the stuff down That's there. That's crazy. Yeah. And the blue of the, wa- the water there, too. Just... The, yeah, there's a, there's actually a national park in one of these craters, like a uh, one of the volcano craters out in the Malakini crater. But you can't touch the bottom. You're not supposed to. You know, but the blue there is, I can't even describe it. It's, it's so cool. Just, it's just so vivid, you know, and then the, the color of the fish and everything. I'm sure it's like that in other places too, but it's just so cool. It's there. just, yeah, your favorite place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been to, I just, you know, I've been to a few places, but bar none, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. How do you pronounce it again? Lahaina. Lahaina. Mm-hmm. I might have they to They got a bubble gum shrimp factory there. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> But it's kind of cool because it's, it's streets are so narrow in that when they built up that. You know, in Hawaii, too, I don't know if you've been, Vandy, uh, you've been to Hawaii? I have not. You've not? Okay. Dad, so Dad's been a few times. Okay, your dad has, yeah. And it's, you know, it's um, interesting because, like, the restaurants, too, there's no windows. It's all open. So, like, oh, the birds cool. fly in and out, you oh, know. Wow. And then, yeah. And it's just, it, you know, obviously they got stuff, too, but you can get island food. Like, they, there's a fish down there. It's called Ono. It's like this white. Oh, my God, that's so good. It's it's about the closest you're gonna get the walleye and to be <laughs> to be a you know saltwater fish, but I go this is like walleye and they're looking at you like what is a walleye well, yeah. <laughs> exactly right but but yeah no it's cool I like it just I don't know I would I, go there in a heartbeat if I could I feel like the oh no would pair really well with Kool Aid no oh yeah. yeah is that bad it's bad that's bad. <laughs> 
I don't even know where he was going at, to I, tell you the truth. I, I came like, up with that on the spot. I thought it was pretty clever right away. It's not bad. But yeah. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe that way. I mean. <laughs> right? I think I got Vandy pretty good on that one. Yeah. Uh, that was a good that one. I might, good. I might have to write that one down. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I got to get myself together. Oh, That's no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. No, I, I I would love to go on that vacation yep. with you because then oh, we'll, I'd love we'll, to take you guys down there sometime. That'd be so much oh, fun. Dude, well, because then we can run into a bachelorette party, and I'll see if you'll oh, bring you bring me to Cold you, Spring from man, there. You never know because people get married down there all the time. Oh, yeah. Destination weddings. Oh, well, I'm I'm just saying, what if they need to go to Cold Spring? Would you bring me back? <laughs> That's a long drive. <laughs> First, gotta find someone to build us a bridge to yes. drive us that far. Oh, yep, that's cool. I should just go to Cold Spring and see if anybody recognizes me. It's been a few years. Well, I know. I've, I've got a long beard. Definitely look a lot different too. I've got a longer beard, huh? I don't think you had. You a, didn't have you facial didn't have hair then. Really? No, oh. no way, you didn't. Oh man, you had hair then. I did, huh? Yeah, you did. Come to think of it, that was a long time ago. Well, not that long ago. Probably six years. Yeah, I suppose five five years uh, anyway. That's not bad. They'll rem- They'll still recognize me. Oh yeah. All right, my next question is a two-parter. So, uh, what is the best hunt you've ever had, like most memorable? And what's a dream hunt you've always wanted to do, just haven't done it yet? All right, so, obviously, you know, most people would say it would be the first, you know, the first deer or whatever, first whatever. But for me, it would have been the fall of 2006. So, mother-in-law got diagnosed with cancer. We lose her in September. Wow. And so that fall was kind of funny too because my dad had gotten tickets to the Twins were playing and made the playoffs or whatever. And we were playing the Oakland A's. Ooh, and we were still that. out there in big inflatable toilet, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so my dad's like, I can't go. Here's two tickets, you know, see, see if you can take your father in law, you know, because he was, you know, obviously he was still in shell shock in a sense. So call him up and no, no, not interested. Okay. So I was like, well, who else am I going to get? And then he called me back like 10 minutes later. Yeah, let's do it. So he drove down. And at that time, I was working in Bloomington. So what we did is we went over to the Mall of America. And we parked and we took the tram. Nice. It said we didn't have to deal with parking, you know. And we get in there and watch the game. And we ended up talking a bunch of – we ended up were, were surrounded by – I don't know if they were from Cold Spring. But they were from <laughs> they were from central Minnesota. But they were farmers. So, of course, Lloyd being a farmer, too. He, but uh, – um, on the, but the funny part was on the way out, he, we got, you know, we we're waiting to get back on the tram. Well, it was such pandemonium that we just get shoved into the car and it was so full of people. You could not fall down if you wanted to. And we got separated. Oh, so there's no. like 10 people between him and I, you know, and I look over, of course he is surrounded by these college chicks, you know? <laughs> and he saw me right away. He's like, ladies, just letting you know, it's my, my hands are in my pockets. And the one goes, well, that's what's in your pocket. And it was just so, oh my God. And it was so funny, but yeah. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, you know what? I had fun. But that fall, um, so yeah, it was so weird. It was surreal, you know, you know, Bev wasn't there. We go up to kind of by Longville area and we were hunting. And I was sitting there and 10 point buck comes in with three fawns, which was really, it was kind of bizarre. I was like, what is going on? And it, and it happens, you know. And so I shoot this deer and 
I get, you know, I wait 20 minutes or whatever, and it's laying right there. It didn't go far or whatever, but I get out of the stand. I go over and I pick it up. And I thought it was an eight point. Well, here are the 10. I was like, oh, sweet. And then all of a sudden I hear this, what are you doing? And it just, I thought it was me and God, right? And this deer and here, my brother-in-law and father-in-law are standing there just laughing at me. <laughs> well, here they both had shot deer. We were done at 830, opening morning. Oh, wow. We got a six, eight, and a 10 down. I was like, holy cow. So, oh, nice. That's a good hunt. And, you know, and so I, I, uh, the funny thing, well, not funny thing, but I took and uh, had, I didn't do like a full mount, but I just did an antler mount of that little 10. And it's just a pencil 10. I mean, it's only like 105 inches. So it's not a trophy by any sense. But I had it on a wall in the archery shop, you know. And this guy was like, man, what, what is that? That's, an, you know, that's, and I'm like, dude, there's a story behind that, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time I look at that, I know, you know, and I'm not a religious guy, but I know she was like, ah, them boys are going to fill out open anymore. You know what I mean? Man. So so sometimes, you know, so that's kind of what I was trying to tell the guy. I'm like, you know, just because the amount isn't to your standards, there's a story behind it, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and don't judge it until you know the whole story. So, yep. so yeah. yeah, so that was probably the most memorable hunt. Um, my dream hunt, you know. I would like to get the Grand Slam of turkeys. I'd like to be able to shoot all five subspecies of turkeys. I've only shot Easterns, you know. But I would love to get the other four. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it'd yeah. be kind of cool. But maybe someday. Because yeah. tur- turkey hunting, honestly, turkey hunting, that's my most favorite thing I love. I love doing it. Because it's so communicative. You know, you talk to the turkey. You can talk, you know. You call it, yeah, you call them turkeys in. You know, <laughs> get them all jacked up and that. It's like <laughs> making a phone call. Exactly, right? Yeah. Are they there or are they not, right? Yeah. You know. Plus, it's something about shooting something in the face in the springtime. <laughs> bow or shotgun? I've done both. What do you like more? I well, bow. Yeah. yeah, it's more challenging. I and I like. I love. Don't get me wrong. I love running and gunning with a shotgun and stuff too. And I've done that plenty. But I don't know, man. It's just I love hunting with a bow. It's just something about kind of kicking it old school or getting primitive with it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last one I shot, I wasn't even supposed to shoot, to be honest with you, because uh, a, a customer had called me, like, dude, I got this guy. Will you, you know, call a bird in for him? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And we worked this bird for, I don't know, it had to be 90 minutes, something like that, gone by. And I didn't think that he was going to come in. And I finally cut on this bird, you know, one more time. All of a sudden, all he turned around, he come, he come in. I'm like, ooh. So I told the guy, get ready, get ready. And I had the range finder, you know. That bird stops 28 yards from its broadside. It's just standing. I'm like, dude. 28 just aim a little over the 30 pin and let him have it you know and pow he lets that arrow go and it goes right behind the bird i mean it ruffles the feathers the whole bit and that bird was like what just went by me you know he's yeah. trying to figure out and he takes like 10 steps he runs you know and he's now he's like 38 yards i'm like grab another arrow he's 38 he's like i can't shoot him i'm like what do you mean you can't shoot him i don't have a 40 yard pin mm. who goes in the woods with only two pins you know he was like well i just got this bull I'm like, okay, well, so what are we doing? Yeah, I know. What are we doing? Okay, well, I, I'm thinking that. I'm not trying to say that to the guy. Yeah. So then he's like, dude, we can't let this bird get away. You got to shoot him. I'm like, I don't want to shoot. This is your bird, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's not getting away. Get this bird. I'm like, all right. So I handed him the range finder, you know? And then so I kind of do a little situation. I had to grab my bow. And I mean, I wasn't even ready, right? And uh, so I'm like, where's he at? 38, right? So and I, I screwed up on this bird. So I. 40 pins high, and I'm dropping the pin down, and the arrow go or the bow went off. I pulled the trigger. Luckily for me, <clears throat> the, I was the pin was going straight down his neck towards his body. So uh-huh. 
I hit him right in the neck with his arrow. Oh. And it was like I ninja this thing. And this guy's like, oh, my God. That's how you do it. That's how you kill him right now. I'm just and like, you're like, I missed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it sounded like Mickey Mouse. And he hit this bird. like, meh. He just kind of made the sound. And he just went down. And he was just done. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Like a lucky. And this guy's like, and this guy's like high five and a jump and a dog. We just won the World Series. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it's, you know. It's, You're like, I got But it was luck. cool. I was so glad that we got that bird. So the guy, you know, he was, he got so hooked on hunting. So that's cool. Yeah. So that was fun. He's like, dude, oh my, you know. Because <laughs> he had, he had, you know, rifle hunted deer, but he had never done anything. Bow. He's like, dude, that is so different. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, oh, like, it's night and day. Night and day. Yeah. The feeling is night and day. Mm-hmm. A gun, a gun kill compared to a bull kill is night yeah. and day. You know, I hate, you don't want to disrespect the deer or whatever, but it's like it's like you're, it's like you're shooting wild cattle. Sometimes you're like, dude, that was kind of easy. You know, mm-hmm. not that it's easy, but I still re- I always any deer or any animal I get, you always want to respect it. You know, mm-hmm. like we just had chili this week with some venison too, and every time I eat it, you're just like, you, you just think about the hunt, you think about the deer, and you just and it's a gift, you know. So it's kind of cool. It's and it's. Something about eating stuff that you you get, you know, whether it's a fish fry where you you caught the fish, mm-hmm. and you know, what I mean, it's something rewarding about that too. And so, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, sweet. I think that's it for the questions to get to know you. Um, I feel like we know you pretty well now, just yeah. based on the questions that we've asked. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any questions for us? Do you want to get to know us a little bit before Ooh. we get into the topic hour? Yeah, I got a couple for you. So, first question I would have for you guys is if you had to host. Saturday Night Live, and do a skit. What skit would you do? And I'll even throw a bonus in there. If you had an actor or a comedian that maybe you'd want to work with or something, and then who would your musical guest be? Man, that's a good question. Um, I, I need to figure this out because I'm actually hosting in about a month. Um. <laughs> yeah, screw you, Bradley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, um... Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Do you, do you have an answer? I have a little bit, yeah. Right, go ahead. Okay, so. If you steal what, mine, what, no, yeah. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm not going to steal. I don't think <laughs> I'll steal yours. I don't think you will either. Um, man, what <clears throat> skits would I do and who would be my musical guest? Um, some of the skits that I would want. Um, I'm leaning towards like Will Ferrell and Chris Farley. Those are the two that are coming to mind. Um, I don't think I could do the Chris Farley, obviously. I don't have his his style comedy you don't have his physique either i don't have his physique mm-hmm. that's exactly i'm not we, we i'm not a physical i'm not yeah, a ditch the veggies bro let's go <laughs> the veggies are gone yeah. man i i like a lot of the these um I, I, there's a couple that i have in mind one is cowbell yeah you stole mine oh shoot i'm sorry <laughs> Dude, that is a classic. I didn't know that. That is a classic. classic. Oh, jeez. Another one I want to do is uh, Van Down by the River. Van Down by the River is good. Yep. I forgot about that one. Yeah. mention it. Yeah. Live in a van. Yep. Down by the river. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. There's so many others. I'm going to stick with those two for now if I come up with another one while you're doing yours. What about them? What about the musical guest? The musical guest. For my musical guest... It, it's not a, a very big band yet, but the Moonlight Community. Mm, I'm going to do that. that one, if, yeah. if I can't use a band like that, um, I think I'm going to go Billie Eilish. She'd be a, a good one on oh, there. Oh, nice. Wow, I did yeah. not see that one. I did not yeah. either. I think she'd be a good 
music. Not judging you, but yeah, that's that's kind of cool. I want a cowbell. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to no, steal I, your no, cowbell. No, you're good. You're good. I, I, I didn't I, think I, I was going to steal you were. it. I knew you were, but that's fine. But I'm stealing yours too. Mm. Because we talked about this before the, the episode, I definitely would do the Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley, hey, oh, oh the yeah, stripper the dirty dancing. Yeah, oh my dancing. gosh, that was so funny. I would do that one, but I really want to do Cowbell. Well, Cowbell. The only reason I did that was because that's so, like the number one right, Will right, Ferrell right. one. So, that I so if you did Cowbell, who would you want to play? Would you want to do the Will Ferrell, Ferrell part? I think I would want to do the Will Ferrell part. See, I don't want to do the Will Ferrell. I want to do that part. I want to do the uh, Christopher Walkins. Oh, Oh, yeah. I need more cowbell. Yeah. No, I want to do do the cowbell. I think I'd be good at the cowbell part. Have you seen the Will Ferrell? uh, When Will Ferrell and uh, the drummer from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers were on Jimmy Fallon. And then he breaks out that cowbell. Mm -hmm. And then Chad Smith's like, come on. Really? The cowbell? He wins at that point. (laughs) But my musical guest, going with Huey Lewis. Oh, I love it. I love that pick. I went with Huey because he's got some acting credits underneath him, and he's actually pretty funny. And the guy, yeah, and he can, uh, the guy can sing. I mean, his voice is unique, you know, but yeah, he's pretty funny. He was in that, uh, he was in that movie with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow where they were doing a karaoke Duets. stuff. Yeah, oh, yep, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a re- actually did a pretty good job. That's a great. Movie. Have, you, mm-hmm. have you ever seen it? I have not. No, it's you got the attitude. The, list. The, yeah, I'll tell you how it starts out because it's really good. It's Huey Lewis. He's a he's kind of a um, kind of a ringer almost. Yeah, and he's a he's a hustler. Okay. Yeah. So he goes to this opening night open mic for karaoke, karaoke, karaoke yeah. and he sees their best singer there. And he's like. So what is this? You just sing other people's songs, huh? Seems pretty easy. Oh yeah, and he lays this down, <laughs> and, 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 oh, he, and yeah. he's just kind of ri- he's kind of ripping on karaoke and all this. Yeah. And the guy that's like the big guy on in the karaoke, yep. he's like, "It's not that easy, sir. It's not that easy. You can't just come <laughs> off the street and do what we do in here. It's not that easy." He's like, "I think I could do it, and I think I could do it better." Than you. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, "No way." He's like, "Well, you you want to put a little wager on it?" He's like. Yeah, I'll do it. All of a sudden, he, I got, I got a thousand bucks. You want to do just some? Yeah. <laughs> the guy was like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then it's Huey Lewis. Yeah, so he yeah. goes up there, and just just slams, just slams it, yep. and just kills it. And the guy's just like, uh, 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 I, I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man, that would be. That'd be a good scene. Oh, dude, it was good. good what surprised good me pick. is uh, it's a really good show because uh, the guys that some of the guys that can sing in there, mm-hmm. like some the, of the actors, it, and that's one of those movies too where it, it's funny where these Hollywood actors you like they think they're a one trick pony, but a lot of them can sing. A yeah. lot of them can do. They play instruments. Yeah. They can do. You got to forget a lot of these. These they actors, had to cut their chops yeah. doing other things besides. You know, these guys yeah. come from a musical background, mm-hmm. just like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp came to L.A. not wanting to be an actor. Right. He came to L.A. as with his band. Oh wow! Right. Chris Pratt. You ever hear that story about he was a, a waiter yep. in a restaurant? Oh my gosh! I is, didn't hear that story. Oh, that is so funny. When he ate the steak, he ate the steak, right? Because if people, you know, would, you know, they people would 
wouldn't finish their meal. He's going back there. He's just working down so, people's yeah. steaks and stuff. He goes, I was so broke. I didn't have yeah. any, I didn't right. Have so he was, food. he'd be like, leftovers. Wow. He'd be like, I score. I got this steak or whatever. And then yeah. he, so this little old lady ordered a steak and she only eats what quarter of it, whatever yeah. it was. And he takes it back there and he just horks this steak down. And she goes, um, actually, can I, I want to take that steak home for the dog. So he goes back there. He's like, dude, you got to cook me another steak. I need a steak on the fly. I need <laughs> yeah. a steak on the fly. And then he probably cut up that quarter. That quarter or whatever <laughs> yep. So then he has a full steak. Well, right. Before the steak was done, he, uh, he ends up getting fired, I think. Something oh, like no. that, yeah. Because he goes, by the time the steak was done, and he goes, she did. She was ready to go. So yep. So I ended up getting two steaks. <laughs> nice. So he didn't he goes, care that he got yeah, fired. Yeah. So then he goes, my boss found out. Right. Yeah. Yep. So then he just worked at the restaurant down the mm-hmm. road. I like that. That whole interview is good because he his headshot story is pretty good too. I think that was he was uh, on Graham Norton. Yeah. Yeah. I love Graham Norton. I love them. That's that. a, yeah. That's a great show. He is. Yeah, he does a lot of he interviews a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I love British television, but some for some of that stuff is pretty good. <laughs> they have a different perspective on things, so yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Second yeah. question. Okay, so if you had to marry a comedian, Ooh. who would you marry? That's tough. Do you, Do you want me to go? You can go first. I'm. Uh, I'm going with. Uh, Nikki Glaser. Nikki Glaser. Yeah. That's a good answer. Nikki, she's got great legs. She's kind of a dirty girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's a little, little, little kinky. Yeah. No, no she's a lot of kinky. She's so she's funny. funny. Oh, my yeah. gosh. She did that bit, too, where she had her um, parents on the lie detector. You seen that? Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Because she's asked her mom so many questions. I'm like, I wouldn't even ask my parents that. You couldn't pay me enough. I and think I did hear oh, she's so She's so open with her parents. Yeah. Oh, I know. And her parents are so cool about it. You know what I mean? So it was, That's cool. oh, but yeah, it was so <laughs> the, funny. There's an episode on Two Bears, One Cave. Uh, it's Bert, yes. yeah. Bert's and Tom Segura's yeah. podcast. And uh, he calls her up. And Bert wanted to do this uh, podcast of uh, your first cum stories. Oh, in your first Oregon story. Yeah. And so he calls up Nikki and he's like, you want to be my co-star or whatever? Is he co-host and all this? And her dad ends up getting on the phone. Oh, <laughs> man. And he didn't hear any of this. He didn't hear any of this. And they start talking to Nikki's dad for a while. And just before they're about to go, and Nikki, you can hear Nikki in the background, Dad, Dad, tell tell Bert that you're excited about our new podcast that we're going to do. Just tell him you're going to be excited. You can't wait to listen. <laughs> Oh man! Just baited him right into this. Oh man, that is hilarious. <laughs> Her dad is actually a musician. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow. Her dad's a musician. He, the whole reason they got him on the phone in that podcast is because he has a he has a voice like a, a radio voice. I mean, he does. It's a, it's a beautiful yeah. like when he when you hear him talk, all of a sudden you're like. Mm-hmm. You you think he'd be yeah. on the radio? Yeah, yeah. yeah. something like you're, he's got whoa. a great DJ voice. Because that was the whole thing. Bert was like, "You got to hear his dad. You got to hear his dad. Is your dad there? Get him on. Get him on." And as soon as he talks, Tom's just like, "Boom!" Whoa, yeah, because he's got that commanding whoa, what do you voice. Do? Yeah, and yeah. find out he's a musician. Isn't that funny? How you get people like on the radio? You hear people on the radio like, "Man, what does that person look like?" Oh yeah, you know, doesn't look anything like KQ. Mate, you know, May Young was on KQ, and she like did the overnight, and she had the sexiest voice. You're like, "Oh my god!" Wouldn't so, State Fair, we got to go see. 
because she was bracket. They had her, you know, they would change the the routine up so people could see yeah. see yeah. him, right, or meet him. No, doesn't no, doesn't no. 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 Great. I mean, she was really nice. Don't get me wrong. Great gal, but you're but just when not, you, voice well, doesn't match. Yeah, yeah, the voice did not. You're like, that was not what I was expecting. Yeah. No, I, I've gotten that with my voice and my face. People will look at me and they're like, um, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment I'm, or or not. I'm but, gonna just let that one go. I know. <laughs> it's he's got he served it up. I just yeah, you want to spike it, but you're I know. Not I, I, spike I, it. I, I wanted to see something. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I had so many already going through random. I know. Train wreck. I'm going to be nice. Okay. So your question was my first cum story. Um, yeah. Eh? <laughs> no, that, that's not the question. No, no. The, the question was marrying a comedian. Who would I marry? We already know where this is going to go. Oh, man. Well, I, you know, I talk about him a lot. Um, and we knew it. He knew it. He knew he was gonna go gay. Yeah. I gotta it's go, his boy. It's his boy. I gotta go, Brian Regan. If I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I can't um, believe you went gay. I went both. I have two answers. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have two answers. So Brian Regan or what? If Brian Regan isn't available <laughs> to get married, I'm gonna go Taylor Tomlinson. She's oh, she's, she's another. She's beautiful. great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's uh, one of my favorites. She um, just doesn't get the notoriety. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know much about her. I actually learned about her on Pete Holmes's podcast. I was listening to "You I'm Made like, It Weird," and mm-hmm. that's how I got you it. You asked me if I knew who she was. I was like, yep. obviously. Yep. Yeah. Even it's opener for ever. Yeah. And I'm not totally up on comedians, but I know who she is. She yeah. does a podcast with some other women too, or yeah. some other comedians. Yeah. Have, I can't remember yeah, the name of it, but yeah, right. Yeah, and that's how I knew who she was, and that, and then that's who I I led, learned through that podcast that, that she had opened for Bird. Yeah. So she's I'm like, a beautiful oh, she's, girl. Yeah. yeah, she's tall, she, but she's I think she's definitely wife type too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, she's open for know, my. I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't think Nikki Glazer's wife type. No, yeah. she's <laughs> she's open for my husband too. <laughs> what? Nothing. That, that? No, we're cool. Okay. It's yeah. all good. I ain't judging. <laughs> No judgment, man. No, good. nope. Good picks. But <laughs> I, I think we're. Uh, did you have any other questions? I know we. Well, no, no. I, we're, we're good with that. Okay. Yeah, well, I think that's. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's good for good. for that top, for that little segment. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right. So now it's time to get into the topic hour. So I know we're about. I feel like we're over halfway. Are we? But I no. We we're all right. We're we're, we're still doing. good. Perfect. We're, okay. We don't good. have a time restraint. Like yeah. we can well, go as large as we want. We do what we want. Yep. So we're just getting into the topic hour. It can be an hour. It can be a half hour. It can be two hours. I don't care. So it just it depends on how much we want to talk. Um, sure. Again, this is going to be about uh, permit to carry. Okay. And we're going to learn about uh, gun safety and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start it off. What, like, why do you think it's important to know about gun safety? Um, you know, the biggest thing is most people understand the dangers. It's just, I think what, the one thing that always sticks in my mind is people get complacent, though. It's the people that have handled them all the time. Mm. And then they say, well, yeah, it's, it's unloaded. Oh, yeah, it, you know, or I'm this and that, the other thing. And the next thing you know, oh, guess what? And that's how the accidents happen. Yeah. You know? Yep. So you really, you know, and, and by law, when we do a carry class, you actually have to cover safety, even if, you know, people have, have, uh, um, been you know handling guns for years and stuff too it's just it's good because you see people doing things you're like ooh, you know yeah yeah let's we gotta work on some things you know so and then obviously working with the dnr you work with the kids 
the hard part about that is you only get those kids for a certain amount of time and you almost teach them enough just to be dangerous because you know? now they know how to work a firearm right and you're, you're kind of relying on the parents to go all right we got them started you need to continue yeah know, so not you, not only are you t- teaching these kids you're teaching the parents right yep you know and I, I mean we've had so we you know would have a classroom session where kids can do the classroom portion online or they can do a classroom session but then we have what we call a field day where they go out and then they actually shoot a 22 but then we have, we do like a field carry and we do different scenarios and i always tell them i go if you're gonna make the mistake do it here so they said we're just dealing with hockey sticks and and other things you know right. so if you flash me with a muzzle it's not the end of the world make the mistake here and then we're gonna work you know Mm-hmm. And I had this one kid one time too, and there was a bunch of people standing, and and he was carrying. It was a, a real, real firearm. And it was unloaded, you know. Yeah. And anywhere he pointed the muzzle of that firearm, it was always pointed at someone. You oh know? wow! And he started freaking out, and then I just walked over and I just, you know, pushed the barrel straight up in the air, and I said, "This is the only safe direction you got right now." Because, but then it was good because, and he right away he's like, "I'm going to fail." I'm like, "No, you're not." Because what you just did is you're going to save a ton of people's lives because there's a whole when you get a whole bunch of people like that, it's just not safe when you got a firearm. So we need to space people out. So everybody saw that. So you take you take a, something that bad like that and you go this as a teaching tool. You're like everybody saw this, right? This is why we don't do this, right? If yeah. you're at deer camp, you unload before you get back to camp. You, you know you do you don't stand around with a bunch of people and you start passing firearms around. It's just not a good thing. Yeah. So, so that, you know, that's, I, we always really stress that. I mean, safety is always, and then same thing on the firing line too. When we do the carry, you know, the firing port or the shooting portion of the, of the carry class, just, you know, you just keep hammering on the safety. Big thing too, is just, you know, finger out the trigger to your ready to shoot. It's index, 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 you know, cause guns are so ergonomically correct. Now you everybody wants to put your finger right on the trigger. Yeah. And that, that, I think that's the biggest no-no. control. Because, you know, guns come with safeties where you can have a mechanical safety where if you pull the trigger, it wouldn't go out. They can break, you know, mm. and stuff. So you never want to rely on that. Safety's between your ears and, you know, finger out the trigger. Right? Sure. Yeah. Well, so it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're if you're 10 or 100. Maybe just, we always stress that. What if you're 1000? Well, I'd be... I mean, I guess I haven't come across someone. Like <laughs> well, I guess when we get to that point, we'll deal with it. <laughs> All right. Um, how long is a, per, a a permit good for in the state of Minnesota? Five years. So, um, so the process, you, you actually you take a class, um, and then you have to file with the county that you live in. So, you know, what you you're not Sherwin sure. County. So, you, if you took a class and you would have to go to Sherwin County Courthouse or whatever and file the paperwork. The county has 30 days to either approve or disallow your permit. Um, and after the 30 days they have to issue it to you, it's law. So, um, and then once you get it, then it's good for five years. So, wow. and, then, and then when the five years comes up, you basically got kind of a month on either side of it to get, get it renewed in that. So most, uh, mo- when you take a class, the class is good for a year. So I, you know, try to find a class six months before get the, at least get that thing done, and then you can file the paperwork. You know, and it's convenient for you, in yeah. my opinion. But typically, most um, uh, classes can vary on cost. You know, anywhere from fifty to one hundred and fifty bucks. But uh, most counties, the most they can charge you is a hundred dollars. Okay. Know veterans, they give them a deal or whatever. But I know Wright County here is a hundred dollars. 
Is there like a difference between like, say if I were to go get a $50 one compared to say Vandy went and got a $150 one, is there much of a difference or is it just because like, well, honestly, I think it's more of the instructor than it is the price. Yeah. Right. And what you get, you know, some places you go, the guy will just read the laws. You go out and he just makes you shoot 10 rounds and you're Mm -hmm. good to go. And did you really learn anything? Yeah. Right. Um, the one thing we, you know, at Armed with Options, Wendy, we really pride ourselves in. If someone takes our class, we're going to make sure they, they feel like they got their money's worth. You know, we're going to obviously cover the safety. But then the one thing, um, the bad thing about carry these days is all these Navy SEALs and Green Berets and all these guys, they come up with these videos on YouTube like, this is how you clear a house and blah, 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 this and that and all this yeah. tactical. And, def- and I'm like... Yeah, well, you know what? Most people aren't capable of doing that, right? So, yeah. um, you they're know, not all me. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not Vandy. You know. <laughs> but um, so, but you know, so obviously, we, again, we teach a safety, but then we we um, then we cover the law too. But then we we it's more practical. And uh, the big thing that we cover though is what's the best way to survive a firefight? Not get in it. Right? Yeah. So we're yeah. we are pro. Let's just avoid the conflict in the first place. Yeah. Know? So we talk about strategies like that, how, what to, you know, what to look for, what are we trying to avoid? You know, uh, we really try to cater, not necessarily cater to, you know, uh, one gender or the other, but when it comes to women too, you know, what you should be looking out for, you know, where you, where do you park your car in, after dark, you know, you know, if you're going to Walmart or Target or wherever, you know, do you want to park by the light? Do you want to park, are you parking your car in a dark area where you could get, you know, right? So yeah. you talk about stuff like that too. So um, I guess we really try to pride ourselves on uh, the avoidance part, you know, because there's some, there's a lot of cowboys out there. They're like, oh, this is how you do it. And it's like, eh, let's, let's not get into that, you know, if we yeah, can help it. Right. So, yeah. And that's why it's called armed with options too, because we try to help people too that might not be able to carry. Because there's certain people, they work at a college, or they work at a gun-free zone. What other options do I have to protect myself? Yeah. Besides carrying a firearm too, so we, you know, we do refuse to be a victim. Um, Samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, I'll hide that in my purse. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, bad guy. Let me pull this out quick. I'm gonna have my my sign samurai sword. You see that? That's a pretty recognizable signature, right? Randy Jackson from American <laughs> Idol. Why'd you have him sign a sword? Oh, Kill Bill or the Kill Bill guy? Holly yeah. uh, <laughs> He made that. What? what? <laughs> right. Nice. Well, dang. Um. Okay. So, when did you get your first gun? Um. My dad's dad gave me a. Lever action thirty thirty, so the Winchester model. It was you know cowboy gun, so the model ninety four Winchester. He had he bought that from a relative of ours in nineteen forty or four was it forty or forty one, and it was made in like thirty six. But he so shot he shot checks off to the side. Yeah, no, comes out the oh, top. It does. It no, goes the over. Mar, the Marlins the three thirty six Marlins go out the side, right. but this come would come out the top. Yeah, but um, so it was a pre sixty four though, so. There was some um, deal with that one too, where you actually had to squeeze the lever. To actually, even though you cocked it, you had to actually squeeze the lever up for the first round, and then it would cock that little pin. So it's a little, but it was. Uh, so I shot my first deer with that. Yeah, but actually, I finally passed it off to my nephew now. So my brother's son. Thirty thirty was your first gun. Mm-hmm. 
going to say it was mm-hmm. probably going to be a 22 no, or something. No. Wow. And when when was this? When did I pass it off? So no, no. When when did you uh, I was, first get into have your? Well, gun? so oh yeah, so because I was three years old. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I got that before I turned twelve. <clears throat> okay, so I could because yeah, we could hunt when you were twelve. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yep. So that was pretty cool. My dad. So he never passed it to my dad. My dad. My dad is one of nine kids, but he's the oldest boy, and. I would have thought he would have passed it to him for you know before I got it, but it didn't. It jumped a generation. Oh wow! So, yeah. nice. so it's four. Well, actually, well, yeah, four generations that have, have we have, been, we have been possession of that, yeah. and that's the wow. only. I'm a lefty. I'm a lefty. So you can shoot it, yeah. Yeah. Just the shells fly across your face. Well, oh. the the one that ejects over the top. Yeah. I can shoot. The, the side action kicks into your. Yeah, yeah. I say, yeah. The Marlin. So the one that shoots be. up, it, it it can still hit me. But it's less likely. The mm-hmm. one that the side side shoot the Marlins kicks right in the face. I it's a funny story about that. I remember shooting that one time, and then I put it on my hip, and then I cocked the lever back, and that shell came out and popped me right in the oh. forehead. <laughs> so yeah, don't do that. Yeah, we, we watched a video uh, Wednesday night. Boom, guy, how to become a pirate. <laughs> He had his rifle and he didn't tuck it into his shoulder. Oh no! Bam! And it the scope caught him. Scope dope, yeah. And it it was one of the hardest hits I think I've ever seen. Wow, that doesn't sound fun. No, he he came up and it was I mean immediate. Yeah, black eye. You know what's weird too? Because a lot of those scopes too, they they give you enough eye relief for it should be far enough away. So even if it the the rifle like went back away, you should have some room, but. Just depends on the person, I guess, too. Yeah, and yeah. That, but yeah. yeah, it's always a mm-hmm. no-no. All right. Um, is a Minnesota permit, is it good everywhere? No. No. I think, pre- well, it, it changes every month, but I think right now it's around 28 states. It's good for you. I know you can carry in North Dakota, South Dakota, you know, Surrounding Wisconsin. States. Yeah. But now, like, North Dakota people can't carry here unless it's level two because they've got different levels of, of carry there. I don't know all the... Right. That, yeah, so some states you have reciprocity. Obviously, Illinois, New York, California, you'll never carry there with the Minnesota. So, don't oh, okay, Florida too. So, this is weird. Florida's weird for me. Mm-hmm. You think Florida would be such an open well, state? Yeah, like, Illinois is. Well, obviously, you know, in New York too, they got some really strict gun laws there now too. Yeah, and California is a whole other country. So, <laughs> but yeah, and then like New Mexico is weird too because that state is whatever you qualify with that's the limitation it's the biggest caliber you can shoot so hmm. if you only shoot with 22 you can't shoot anything but a 22 um you know if you shoot like a 38 or whatever you get up to that cal- that specific yeah. caliber you couldn't shoot a 45 mm-hmm. up to the caliber. interesting right oh, yeah and then they even have a law if you're going to carry a knife for protection too you got to get certified on on that too. really yeah wow yeah so different so you know, people that go on vacation or whatever, they, we get that question a lot too, and they're like, "Well, can I?" You know, like, well, you can you can bring a pistol through any state. It's just you know, if you're going through Illinois, you, you, guess what? You're gonna have to I, take it off your hip, <laughs> put it in a case. It's yeah. got to be empty. Yep, and you know, and the ammo can't be in the same case, and it's got to be separated. And, and but yeah, has that always been the law? Ammo in a different case? Yeah. Uh, you know, I honestly don't know when that law changed, but yeah, I know in Minnesota, if you don't have a carry permit, yeah, it's got to be in a separate case. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, it's no different than your deer rifle. You can't have ammo in the same case. Yeah, but I don't, I don't remember that always being the law. Like mm. when I first got my gun safety, I don't remember if that was the law. Or yeah, right. well, well, was it? Yeah. I didn't know there was a difference between a gun and ammo. Well, I thought they were learn, the same. You're going to well, learn yeah, a lot tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's this stuff called gun food. You got to feed it. Someone Just like blinker fluid for your car. Sure. I've, I've never kept my ammo. I've never kept my ammo. Like my gun's always empty and well, of course. Yeah. Well, that's how all of us do. Never, yeah, and I never carry my ammo in my right. gun case. But I just, mm-hmm. I definitely never forgot that that was a law. Right. <laughs> Tells you that I need to brush up. Right. Yep. Well, I mean, I feel like it's something that you should take every so often. Just like you said, it's only good for five years. So the other, yeah, right. And the other thing too is, people. Obviously, you don't. You know, we don't really need people. There's like not a. There's a qualifying score, but for us, it's more can people manipulate the firearm safely in that. But then a lot of these people, they won't. They don't shoot again until their permit comes up. So they go five years, and if they're carrying a firearm and they don't practice with it, that's not good either. Because shooting is a perishable skill. You want to you want to be practicing. And I know right now with the ammo, you know, thing is so hard. It's hard to practice, but. And you see people that'll just stack magazines just full of rounds, and they're slinging. They'll sling 250 to 500 rounds in a matter of a couple of minutes, right? And I always look at that and go, well, you didn't really get a lot of practice. And in my opinion, for me, I would go to the range. You only need is 50 rounds. You buy one, you bring one box of ammo, you bring two magazines, you put one round in each magazine, and you leave that pistol empty. You load them, you know, you load it. You cycle it, you fire that round off, you dump that mag, you grab a new one, put that one in. It's the best practice. It is, because you've done two mag manipulations, you've done two target acquisitions, and you've only fired two rounds. You're getting a maximum pistol manipulation for the minimum amount of ammo. You know, because you can sit there once you, you know, anyone can sit there and just sling lead after that. It's that whatever. And it, hey, that's, that's your right. You know, that's the nice thing about this country. But you're, the pra- it's not practical. In yeah. my opinion, plus plus the bad guy doesn't care if you're out of ammo, right? You're like, oh, hang on, yeah. bad guy, game off. Let me <laughs> let me change my mag. <laughs> Give me quick. a second, right? So, yeah. So that's you know, that's one thing I always try telling people to. Pistol manipulation is huge, and you can buy these things called snap caps too, where it's it's a uh, it, it's a dummy round. It won't go off, and it's got a rubberized uh, deal on the on the primer, so you could actually dry fire your pistol and it doesn't damage it. Hmm. But you can. You know, for someone like you that doesn't know, you know, Roddy doesn't know how or how a pistol might work. I, someone like me could show you or, you know, Vandy. Yeah. Show you this is how you load it. This is how it goes in. That's how it feeds it. You can see it and demonstrate how and you can do it safely. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can work. You can actually work, do driver. You can play, you, you can do taxi driver, you know. Wow. At a TV, you know. Yeah. You can watch a TV show, and then when a certain character comes up, you shoot the you shoot the TV. Nice. You know what I mean? So yeah, you yeah. can work on you can work on stuff like that, and and as as dumb or stupid as it sounds, some people do that. And yeah, it's a great tool for that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always like thought about like getting it just in case. I mean, like if it's good for five years. Get, get here's a, I always say you can get it. Doesn't mean you have to carry. Yeah, that's I have true. a carry permit. You only, I only carry maybe five to ten percent of the time. Okay, you know. Yeah, but you know, I have six it. Six guns so. on, there, on him right now, though. He knew we were. Oh, I, I know. Right, right. <laughs> that's not, well. You can in Minnesota. You can carry as many as you want. I and mean, that's just yeah. a, that's how many he said he has on him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you check my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> no. I I actually uh, 
Is it my turn? Yep. I actually used my my third question as my second question. I skipped. I, I jumped the gun, That's so to speak. Um, so I'm actually going to switch it up. So what was the first gun that you used as a, like a carrying gun? Like as your like, did you use a pistol or like what was your first gun that you used for carrying? Oh, what? Yeah, pistol. I mean, the first pistol I carried. Yeah. Um, was a Sig in nine mil, but it was a full size. But as a bigger guy, I, I can get by. So it was a SIG 2022, which is a full-size 9mm um, double stack. You know, it's like 15 rounds and one in the in the chamber. So, you know, 16 rounds. But when a du- you got a double, so double stack, uh, the handle's wider because the, the ammo sits side by side. So mm. the handle's going to be wider. So you're, you, for a lot of, lot of people will print. So someone of your stature... You have a, a pistol that's that wide, and you have that on your hip. People are going to see that through your shirt or whatever, unless you have, yeah. a, you know, a sweatshirt or whatever. So, that, it, I mean, and that was all I had. That was the first pistol I bought. So, from a practical, I mean, it worked. It, you know, I could carry it now, but it's bigger, it's heavier, and that, so it, it's not always it was the practical. Yeah, yeah. I still have it. I still love shooting, and I have people shoot it all the time. You know, but it's just it's just big. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was my first carry. Yeah, because I, I would get a smaller one, just because, like, like you said, my stature. It's not necessarily gonna. Actually, you know what? Well. I'm gonna. I lied. I take that back. You know what? <laughs> it was the one I carried, but the first pistol I bought, and I carried it for about a week, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I bought a 1911. So it was like the grand, you know, the yeah. granddaddy of all. Oh wow! Yeah. So I I got a 1911 and a 45 ACP. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but and as it yeah, it's it's a fantastic piece but it's that's not one you want to carry all the time no no that's even bigger than the other one i'm like yeah. this is ridiculous I felt <laughs> like you had a 45 pound weight and on the side of your hip like you know no yeah i mean it's cool it's nice and all yeah right I, you know i can shoot through the fridge and really hit the guy but you know but it's not nice oh, from shoot. a practical standpoint Dan, dan's first gun you got it you got that 44. Yeah, I know. 44 mag. Dirty Harry. Hey, he, gets he, he brought it to the class. I know. I was just laughing. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I remember, well, you, they were practicing shooting around a corner. I go, what did that? Dad doesn't need to shoot around a corner. He, he can shoot, shoot through, through the, the corner. corner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we in <laughs> speaking of that, that's what always, it slays me, too, is you get these guys, I've been shooting for 25, 30 years. Oh, very cool. All right, let's uh, let's just shoot with one hand. Why would I do that? Oh, what if one hand's not operable anymore? What if this or that? What if what if you're actually wrestling with the guy or the or the person, right? And now your one arm's tied up. Does that mean oh, hang on, bad guy, you got my wrong arm? You know, no. <laughs> it's never, it's never, it's never going to be convenient. It's never going to be deal. So, and what really blows people's minds is when you, oh, I want your righty. Well, I want you to shoot left-handed. I can't do that. I'm like, yeah. yes, you, you can, can. right? Mm-hmm. And you should be practicing. Go, go shoot a forty-four mag one-handed. Yep. Yeah. And you can do it. It's not man. fun. Yeah. You're, you're a man's, man. Man's man <laughs> doing that, but yeah, right. That is not the funnest to shoot. Well, but, especially you know, if it's your non-dominant hand. Oh yeah, that makes it even worse. And that always brings up a good thing too with people that shoot the semi-automatic um, handguns too. When they have to shoot offhand with the with their non-dominant hand. There's two forces that happen when you pull the trigger on a handgun. Is you got what they call muzzle flip, and they got recoil. So that gun's gonna, that barrel is gonna climb up, and then you gotta be able to recover. And depending on your technique in that, if you give up anything, because 
Once that round goes off, the slide has to come back, eject the, the empty casing, and go back far enough, and then come forward again and grab the new round and feed it into the chamber. If you give up some of that recoil where you don't have that solid platform, that slide can't come back. So now you're going to have a, some sort of feed jam. problem. Yeah, a jam. So people like, like say, revolvers aren't, are, you know, they, they diss them or whatever. And revolver is actually a fantastic firearm because you don't have that feed problem. Because mm. if you pull the trigger and it doesn't go off, you just simply pull the trigger again, yeah, right? It, yeah, it, I don't it care. It turns whatever. rather than Correct, pushing right. it up. Exactly, yeah. right? Pretty, pretty, pretty robust, pretty foolproof. So people overlook a revolver for, for a defense gun. And I, I, they're not the greatest for carry necessarily because they are bigger, but you know, they make carry size revolvers that, you know, you can wear them on an ankle holster they're, or whatever. They're yeah. Really they're fan- oh yeah. It's fantastic. They're not fun to shoot because they're smaller frame, but you're not necessarily shooting that all the you time. Ever, did you yeah. ever see uh, the movie, uh, Harley Davidson, and the Marble, Marble Man, Man. <laughs> the 454 Casilla. <laughs> Nobody learns on a Nobody 454. I did. I did. Oh, that explains, that explains a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Yep. You know, every time you shoot that, it costs two bucks. Oh, yeah. you're up I got two. Yeah. bucks. I got two. Yeah, I got two of them. It only cost me four and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, at 20 bucks and you haven't yeah, even hit the building. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you spend 12 bucks, you didn't hit anything. <laughs> Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> like I haven't thought about that movie in so long. I like when he gets the shotgun and rather than shoot the guy, he throws it. Oh, he throws it, yeah. <laughs> and then he hits Guns the are guy. made to be shot, are they not thrown? <laughs> uh, that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. God, that was a hand cannon and a half. Oof. And it was such a short barrel, too. Oh. So. <laughs> it's a little snub nose. <laughs> okay. But we get people in with all sorts. There was a guy came into with a forty-four, a bot like your dad's, and this guy is is smaller than Roddy. I mean, this guy was like a hundred and forty pounds soaking wet. Maybe not even that. Maybe one hundred and twenty-five pounds. Guy's like five foot three, and he's just tack driving like you wouldn't believe him. Like, well, man, he can shoot it, you know. But you know, so I pray for the person that breaks into that guy's house. Right. But, yeah. But yeah, you're not carrying it. It's like I gotta pull out this inch barrel. Hang on, you don't know. It's not feasible. Dirty but, air. Yeah. Right. But for home defense, yeah, different story, right? You're not carrying necessarily carrying yeah. it, right? Do you need a like a? No, you don't. No, nope. okay. no, you don't. But you still need to know the laws. Yep. Right. You need to know what what you can do and what you can't do. It doesn't. It doesn't. You can have a firearm in your home, right? But you still need to know the laws. Like, and you can't go, oh, we didn't know that was a law. That's yeah, not going to fight. That's not, a, not appropriate. No, no, no you still got to know. So here's a question for that. So you can have a handgun without a permit to carry, right? Like that's Of course. What you just of course. Yep. But you need to have a permit to purchase? To buy one? Yes. 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 Yep. So you, yeah. And that's basically the same background check, but a permit to purchase is only good for a year. Okay. So you, you know, if you do a permit, I was saying the thing is, if you can get a permit to purchase, you, you should be able to get a permit to carry then from yeah. the same county, right? So, and that's what I did. I got a permit to purchase, and, and then, then when, and then when I got my carry, yeah. can't carry permit, yeah. But you didn't know that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. What if you are? What if you're gifted a gun? Is that? Well, that's you're not buying one off the shelf. So then right? you don't. Okay. Mm-mm. So like if you say you still need, but being you don't have a carry permit though, you still got to know, right? You wouldn't be yep. able to have a loaded firearm like in your car, right? Yeah, in your house, different story. Right? Yeah, okay. But once you're transporting that in public, you got to know what the laws are. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. That's, that's good, good to question, know. Yeah. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. That's why we need to ask these questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, honestly, for home defense, too, I think a shotgun. People, yeah. you know, you buy an 870 or everything, you know, you hear that ching ching when you, people are at, you know, right here at Bandy knows what I'm talking about. You hear a pump shotgun go off. Most people are like, oh, this definitely okay. changed the game, right? Yep, got to get out of here. Yep, exactly, right? And again, that goes to what we t- always stress in class. If you can do something to, to de-conflict the situation, that's, you know, so you hear that, right? you know, that racking of the, you know, the pump shotgun. A lot of people are going to like, you know what, I'm well, cutting bait and getting it, out of yeah. here. It reminds me of that old John Wayne movie with uh, Tallahassee. <laughs> Guy couldn't hit the broadside of a barn with a... Right, pistol, but so give him a shotgun. So they go to the gun shot, the gunsmith, and they give him a sawed-off shotgun with a pistol with grip. The mm-hmm. pistol grip, and he goes, "There, anybody within twelve feet of you isn't safe now." Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Dang. Yeah. So, all right. Um, since we're adding that, here's a, here's my next question. What is your everyday carry? Mm. And then the the second part is, what would you recommend for a male? And a female to have for an everyday carry. Okay, so two part question. So currently, I carry the Sig Sauer 365. So it's a subcompact striker fire. So striker fire is is there's no exposed hammer on it, so it's, everything's internal working, so it doesn't snag or anything like that. Um, striker fire is nice too because it doesn't matter if it's the first round or the last round; it feels the same. The trigger pull. You get into hammered like a say you take a 226 or. Um, some of these other way has an exposed hammer. So like a 1911 Roddy, uh, to shoot a 1911, you have to cock the hammer back for the first round. And then when you pull the trigger, the slide comes back and it cocks the hammer for you after that. So you only have to cock the hammer back in the first one. But you can also carry a 1911 where the hammer's cocked back and there's a safety lever that you can um, push down and make it release too. Oh, I'll show, I'll show you sometime. Okay. Um, but no, striker fire is just... Um, you just pull the trigger and it just feels the same all the time. So a lot of people like that. Um, it's subcompact. It's a little small. Uh, you know, I got a pr- pretty good size paw, but my fingers are short, but it shoots great. I like it. Um, you can get 10, 12, 15 round mag capacity. You know, and so I carry it with a 12 round. So it extends the hand a little bit so I can get my third finger. Fit yeah, in it's a better fit in the hand than the 10 round. I can shoot it with a 10 round, but it doesn't feel as comfortable. Mm-hmm. And in the 15, now you start printing again. and It's it's too much, you know. And it's single stack. So it's actually, I shouldn't say it's single stack, but it's not quite a double stack. But but it, um, it um, I just, I like it. It shoots great and stuff. Uh, the second part then, so what would I recommend for a man or a woman? Here's the deal. Uh, and this is one thing we always stress in class too is you need to buy a handgun that fits your hand. Right, if you're, it's something that you're going to carry, and it needs to be something that you can operate with one hand. You'll be able to reach everything. Now, there's going to be a lot of gun enthusiasts that listen to this and be like, "That's oh, crap. You should be able to blah blah blah." And I, there's there's the the gun nuts out there that say you need to you know you need to to once you rack a mag in the in the mag well that you need that second hand to run the slide back. John Browning designed that 1911 to be operated with one hand. And if your handgun does not operate with just the one hand, then there's something wrong. That shouldn't be a handgun you would carry for self-defense. Right? Because, if again, it comes down to where you only have one hand operating, you know. So, 
men and women, right? We're built different. So women have small hands, you know, and these guys will buy these big handguns and women can't shoot them because it just simply doesn't work for them. It doesn't fit their hand, right? But the problem now too is when it comes to, and I'm not I'm picking on women, don't get me wrong, but you know, if a woman's hand is smaller, you get into a smaller handgun. Now it comes back to the muzzle flip and the recoil. You're going to get more of that because of the smaller, uh, the smaller frame and everything. But they have gotten a lot better. The gun manufacturers gotten better um, as far as springing the slide and that. So it does handle the recoil, but you can still manipulate everything in that. Like women, that Sig makes a 238 or the 938 is, is great. Um, you know, a lot of people like that Glock 43 if you're in the Glocks. You know. Um, and then, mom, but just mom got a Glock. Yeah, she got a Glock 44, which is in the 22, which is a fantastic firearm. It's for so her. fun to shoot too. Yep, and for her, it was it was the perfect purchase because to get her over the hump, you know, um, I you know I love your mom like she's an aunt, you know, and uh, I just I thought that was an excellent way to get get her going and get her into it. Yeah, so I was proud of her. She, she did awesome, dude. Yeah, you know, she. We're gonna can we pick on her? Yeah, go for it. She she was I don't think she was definitely afraid, but it was a, it was a it she's, was a hurdle for her. You she's know, hated guns her whole life, right? Nah. You know, and so that was a huge. And she's not the first person we had in there, you know. And uh, but once we kind of talked about this is how they work. This is you know, in I think the big misconception non gun people have is the bang or that re, you hear the bang right, and they don't understand what that is or. How, you know, and all that is is just the gas that's propelling the bullet out the barrel, and it's just that escaping gas. It's just, it's just noise. Obviously, if you have it close enough to you or whatever, you, you can cause yourself harm because there's enough pressure there. But um, um, just once they get over the noise, it seems like, oh, okay, and now I know how it works, and it's just it's just noise. It's not a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they see me standing there and someone else is shooting, and I'm not even flinching, and they're like, I'm like, it's just noise. Huh? Mm-hmm. It ain't hurting you. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, and then once we get Scott or shoot, she's like, dude, we got to do this again. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you call me up. Let's do it. You know, so. That's she cool. had a blast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once she got into it, she, she, mm-hmm. and it's funny because my entire life she hated it. She, if we go out and go shoot, she, she went, she yep. went in the house. Right. <laughs> yep. Whereas my mom, you know, my mom grew, grew up on a farm too. But she grew up around him. She shot him and stuff. So it doesn't bug her so and that, much. That's what I don't get. It's because my mom did too. She mm-hmm. always grew up around guns. All my uncles, all <laughs> her brothers, all my grandpa. You know, but, but un- she just. But unfortunately, you know, your mom came from that era too, where if they didn't show any interest, they just didn't okay. work with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm not right or whoa that was my stomach that was that was good that was tore, yeah that was in that's not, but not right or wrong but that's just you know uh we get i get a lot of women in that it scares them i mean they are mm-hmm. you know and rightfully so you know you know i had a woman one time that um we had her at a range and she shot around out of a 22 and she set the pistol down and she cried on me for 15 minutes Cause this was like this woman's biggest fear. It was like yeah. there was no bigger fear than shooting a gun. And then so I just let her. I just let her dump because I'm like, yep. you got. We're gonna get over. We're gonna do this. I don't care how long it takes. She sh- and I go. All right, we're shooting again. Let's do it. And she shoot around. And then it was about thirty seconds. And then all right, let's do it again. And then next thing you know, want to try a nine mil? You know, oh, okay. You know, in the first <laughs> round I was like, ooh, but then I was like, hey, you know. 
And the next thing you know, she ripped up <laughs> every piece of ammo I had, you know. Wow. She's like, we're, we're out of ammo? I'm like, well, you know, the only thing we got left is a 45, you know. She's like, I'll try it. <laughs> next wow. thing you know. So, but then, <laughs> but then, you know, she gave me a hug and uh, I said, just call me. Let's keep working. And then her husband calls me about three hours later. I'm like, oh, you know, and he's like, what did you do? And I'm like, so you're like, this could go one of two ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. Listen to this conversation. She, we're going, we're going, what, what was the handgun she shot? Cause we're going to go out and buy it right now. I was like, Oh, okay. So it was good. Right. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, so, you know, so, I, you know, it's so, cool. So but you got her the 45. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that subcompact Kimber for like 1499. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, dude, I've had a lot of people, you know, I've had people that have come in, they've been raped beaten mm. whatever and they've got you know ofps or, or order for protection and and that person's getting out of jail um wendy deals with that a lot more than i do um being that she's got a criminal justice degree and, and uh um women just like dealing with women sometimes so i don't get offended you know when people request her specifically so yeah but i mean i've worked with cops i've worked with judges i've worked with some high fluting people that i can't talk about but um, too. And I've worked with people with disabilities. We did a shoot one time with um, this disabled vets. Oh my God, these guys were so funny. This guy had no legs, right? So, or, you know, he, it was that a double amputee, was, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got, and he's got those, them uh, springy legs, you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So he's jumping up and down, grabbing his crotch, you know, and he's shooting gangster style. It was just <laughs> hilarious, you know. <laughs> So, you know, so some positive stuff too. But, you know, you got to, you know, we had a guy too from the Marine Corps. He lost an arm in Afghanistan. So he's like, I got to learn how to do this one-handed on there. Let's figure it out. What you know? Mm -hmm. So we worked with him too, you know. So, um, yeah, and that's the thing. You just, I man, I. You find a way. You find a way. You Mm -hmm. make it, you make it work, right? Yeah. That's cool. Is that you again? Yeah, myself. Yeah. I told you I haven't been. Get some more meatballs, bro. I haven't, yeah. been eat, I haven't been eating much lately. Man. Here's some. Here's some veggies. Yeah. <laughs> Start grazing. All right. My next question is uh, actually I'm going to ask you a, a two parter as well. They're okay. Completely unrelated. I yep. just want to know if you were to recommend a handgun for me, what would you recommend? We got to go try some. Okay. If so, you came to me and said, "I want to. I want to carry." We would go to the store and I would make you try everything that they had. Okay. And find something that works for you. Because what works for me might not work yeah. for you. And, you know, you it's got to feel good in your hand. It's like a bow. You know, Bandy will attest that too. If it doesn't feel good in your hand, you're not going to shoot it good. Yeah. And you got to be able to, you know, that's that cheesy. You got to be one with your gun. But it is truth to that. You got to, you know, you got to be able to handle that and manipulate it. And yeah. it's got to feel good. So. I don't care who I don't care who you are, man, woman, whatever. It's let's go try out a bunch. See yeah. what you like, because you go to the store and these guys will push or some guys, but people will push something on somebody and it's this wasn't good. This you know because we yeah. get that all the time. You get these people and like I, I don't really like this. I'm like, well, I wouldn't have sold you this because I can plainly see this, this is not working right. for you. you yeah, know? you know, or this wasn't. The funny thing is, is like. We're pretty close to the same size. Yeah. What I like might not be what you like. Right. What feels good in my hand might not feel good in your hand. You yeah. know. Yeah, right. Take a bowling ball. Right. Yeah. You take the web. 
just the thumb hole, right? Mm-hmm. Has, you know, someone like me, you look at my thumb, I don't have a web, right? Mm-hmm. So how I bellow a thumb hole for myself would not be like yeah. maybe how we'd bellow one for you. Yeah. Right. And if a bowling ball doesn't feel good in your hand, you're not going to throw it well, right? No. So the same thing with a handgun. You know, you two could shoot the same thing and you might like my 365. Vandy might like it. You might not because yeah. it does have some muzzle flip and, you know, and some recoil on it where you're like, eh, I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of it too is what are you going to do with it? You know, if it's carry, it's one thing. And sometimes to carry firearms, you guys, you know, it's not always convenient. You might have to go, you know what, this sucks to shoot and I'll shoot it enough to be good with it, but I'm not going to take it to the range and dump yeah. a lot of rounds through it. It's just kind of a, an emergency thing. Well, yeah, hopefully it's, it doesn't yeah. come to that, but yeah, right. But yeah, it's something, you, as long as you're familiar with it and you can shoot it well, but it might not be something like, well, I'm going to go to the range and do some stuff, but I'm not going to shoot that a ton. You yeah. Know? Or I grab something bigger where you know, it'll handle the recoil and the muzzle flip. So. Yeah. Okay. No, well, that's the first part of the question. The second part is, what is the favorite, your favorite gun that you've ever owned? Any gun? Any gun. Wow. It could be squirt that, gun. You know, I'm that's, curious to know this answer. I'm like, oh. you, know, for the, you know, here's the deal. You know, I... So you, you, t- you take <laughs> archery, you take, um, you know, rifle, shotgun, pistol. You take those four disciplines. I like archery the best, but as far as a firearm goes, I think my favorite would probably be my Model 70 Winchester, you know, 270 in a bolt action for my, that's my deer gun, you know, and I know that gun, you know, you know, I hadn't rifle hunted in a number of years and I just take it out in the woods in the dark. You can load it in the stand. I don't even need to look. I know where everything's at, you know, it's just, and Vandy can attest to that too. You get so used to a certain gun it's just. You know, I shot a lot of guns, a mm-hmm. lot of guns, and my uh, my two seventy is my, yeah. It's such a great rifle. It you know it is a pretty versatile. You know, John Wooters was a writer back in the sixties, and he said you could take any game in North America with a two seventy Winchester. You know, granted, are there other firearms that would be better now? Oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. there's you know obviously it's such been a some flat, huge. It's such a flat shooting. Yeah, up to 300 yards, you know, you might only have two, three inches of drop. So, you know, but, you know, there's you know, a lot of great, but, you know, I, then it's in the pre-64s, you know, so it's kind of got that Mauser action on it. So it's got the big, huge extractor claw on it. So I, I've never had any problems with it feeding or ejecting or anything or freezing up on me or anything. And that, so, yeah, just... That's the one rifle, you know, like, oh, here we, we got to go. You know, mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to, if I need a rifle, that's what I'm grabbing. So, yeah. you know, is it the most sentimental gun? Man, you know, killed a lot of deer with that, you know, but, you know, I, you know, that thirty thirty was, you know, sentimental, but I would say give that to my nephew. So we pass that on. I have a three oh eight that my other grandfather had. You know, a Remington and an auto, you know, it's I think that's going to be my next rifle. 742, you know, it was kind of a classic. Um, 308, I think it's fantastic caliber, too. If people overlook everything's everything. Like, oh, I need a 300 wind mag. I'm like, no, you don't need no 300 wind mag. I think a 308's what I'm, I've been looking at. Yeah. I've been bouncing around between the 7 mil and the 308 and the 300 mag, but I think I'm going to go with the 308. It, it, it'll do everything yeah. you, know, you need, you know, 
obviously the Marine Corps used it for a number of years, you know, mm-hmm. up to a thousand yards. So, I mean, it should work on pretty much anything we're going to Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. You know, but, you know, obviously, I mean, if you're going to, you know, it depends what you're doing, you know. If you ask me what I would buy for a next rifle, I'd buy that 6.5 Creedmoor. You know, that, that's really flat shooting, you know, and stuff. That'd be kind of fun, you know, if I were going to get it. Or an AR, I suppose, at some point I should probably bite the bullet and get on that. I know. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't pulled the trigger on the AR yet. I haven't, yeah. I don't know why I haven't Me either. Yeah, like you've never shot it, you've never pulled the oh, trigger. Oh, I've, I've shot oh, it. I've, I've shot it. Oh, you've pulled, you pulled the trigger it. then. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what would you, what do you do if your permit papers are lost, destroyed, damaged? Oh, your permit. If you lose your permit, yeah, if you lose it, yeah, you got to go to the county or to the you know the county again and reapply for another permit. Oh, you have to reapply mm-hmm. it and everything. Wow, huh? You don't just well, they should be able to issue it to it because it, it was good, right? Right. Yeah. The other thing too is if you move, um, you need to you need to um, if you move to another, you know, even if it's in the same county, you should reapply too because you want your permit to match your driver's your license, license. Oh, the address. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, the some some cops probably won't have a big deal with that because they understand people move and stuff. But then other, there are other um, people that, um, or other cops or people that might not be as crazy about that, you know, and might get yeah. a little more gruff. So let's not give them any more reason to ask <laughs> than yeah. Just try to make sure everything matches. Uh. No, that makes, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, if you lose, yeah, you should be you should report that as soon as possible because yeah. someone someone might be trying to buy a firearm with your with your permit. Oh, yeah. Too. yeah, so because that's the one thing too. If you have a permit Next to carry, you're up for murder, right? If you have <laughs> yeah. a if you have a permit to carry, it's the same thing as a permit to purchase. So if you have a carry permit, you can go buy a pistol and buy it. You can buy it in the same. Oh, day. so mm-hmm. you can do that? Okay, I didn't, you, I was... you've got a background check. What people do though is people will do a, what they call a straw purchase, where you know. You have, you know, you got a relative uncle, you know, Uncle Joe that got a DW or, or something or a felony, right, where he can't buy, technically buy a firearm, but then you know, well, I'll go buy it for you, right? Yeah. Technically, you're not supposed to do that, right? That's yeah. actually a law, but, you know, and they call that a straw sale, and you see that happen. Um, speaking of that, though, my brother had a pistol stolen out of his truck, oh. and it was used in a murder in L.A. three weeks later. Oh, oh wow. dude handguns it's crazy how fast that if they get stolen how fast they get transferred and moved in and get they it's a huge market wow. and then, yeah so you really want to <laughs> really got to try to do a good job of keeping them secure lock and yeah. get a get a vault you know get a vault or get a you know gun safe and that people have found all sorts of interesting ways of, of locking them up or hiding them, you know, right. so the bad guys can't find them or whatever I call them, bad, bad, guys, yeah. bad people, yeah. I should say, because there's a lot of women out there, too, believe it or not, or there's some bad women out yeah. there, too, but... Have you heard Kevin Hart's special Mm-mm. about it? Which it? one? Where he's got uh, handguns hidden all over the house. Oh. <laughs> he's like, hold on, let me uh, check my laundry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hold on, let me wipe my right. butt one more time. <laughs> <laughs> let me right. see what's in the stove one last time. Oh, hidden gun. Right. Yep. But people will hide them. You know, they bury them in the in the cabinets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you see the mantle stuff. You see that. You know, yeah. like the picture yeah. frame too, where they you go up. 
like some of the um, companies too now they make um, like Hornady makes a deal where you have like a you, know, you wear like a wristwatch but it's a fob where you come close enough to the safe it just ping it out automatically opens it up so when you're sleeping at night you can have your pistol locked up but then all of a sudden you hear an intruder or whatever you can just you can just rub your wrist over it and boom and it opens right away boom you can grab your handgun and you're good to go that's wow. cool right but you know speaking of that though then i would be first thing i'd be doing was calling 911 and then what i would do is just chuck the phone in and leave it on so that 911 operator can hear you know cuz you know that verbal we talk about this thing called verbal judo where he's, you can you if someone might not be there, but if they hear you go, I have a gun, I need you to leave, I need you to step back or whatever, so that 911 operator could testify in court on your yeah. behalf saying, I, you know, because they'll play the tape, right? right. Yeah. They got it, but then they can, hey, I heard that person specifically ask this person five, six times or whatever, and they kept coming. And at that point, if they keep coming, they're not there for, yeah. for cards, right? They're there for right. not good things, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I were to have a gun in my house, I would hide it like behind a poster that says there's not a gun behind here. <laughs> don't even think about yeah. looking here. Yep. <laughs> right? I don't think you should get a gun. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm going to. Some people, you're like, eh, you know what, maybe that's not such a good idea. I, Here's I a think... bat. <laughs> <laughs> I can operate a Ninja bat. Right? Exactly, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> no, I think uh, instead of getting a gun, maybe I should invent an app. That sounds like I'm loading a gun. Mm. You know? I think they got them. Yeah. Um, yeah. They already got the ringtone. <laughs> Dang it. Right. I thought I was on to something. No. No. Been done. Damn. So. All right. What advice would you give to somebody that doesn't know about guns? Somebody like me, but is looking to get a gun? Um, Honestly, I'd take a class. Take a class because we we even because we even offer just a basic pistol, so it's not necessarily a carry class, but we do the the first half. We teach you how the firearms work. We teach you safety and this and that, and we go actually go out and shoot and show you all of that. And then that way, you're a little more informed because we you know obviously product knowledge. What do you like for an action in a pistol? What do you want for a pistol? What are you going to use a pistol for? Mm-hmm. And then then learn how they load them, unload them, and, then, and that way you can have a little you're a little more informed. When you go buy one, you kind of like, all right, this is what I want, you know. Yeah. And then, like most people, you buy the first one. You're like, yeah, I like this, but you know what, I want one. It does a little bit of this, and then the next one, and then you then you make a little bit better purchase I, on the second. I like one. a gambling. <laughs> Multiple capacity. <laughs> I got two guns. Want to make, sure, make sure that he gets you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I want to get a gun called a catapult. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on while I like clamp this down. Yeah. Right. right. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. Yeah. Give me one second. Yeah. Don't move. Shift. Don't yeah. move. If I'm going to show you yeah. something. You see the stand X. Go right stand on right that X. I got a low ceiling. Let me get closer. <laughs> Boy, when they crap their pants, and you pull out the old mortar tube, and you're like, dunk <laughs> What was that? And all of a sudden, they look up, but, oh, this is not good. Scatter. Oh, yep. <laughs> like throwing the old lawn dart up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Was we kind of touched on it a little bit, but what is the rule for an intruder? Okay, this is where we get in depth a little bit. So there are different levels of beat what we call beating or breaking and entering. If somebody is picking the lock on your door to come in your house, are they necessarily a threat? And the answer we don't know, right? Because we don't know what they what their intent is at that right. point. But if they're picking your lock, 
they're trying to break in because it's more likely they're trying to just steal something, right? If they don't right. know you're there, right? So that's that's like level one, right? Did you leave a window open? Did you leave a door unlocked where they can just simply come in, right? So, and you don't know what the intent is. But now if someone kicks the door in and they got a bat, they got a gun, they got a crowbar or something, they're usually not there for, again, they're not here for turkey dinner. They're here for bad, you know, bad reasons, right? Yeah. So that changes the level of threat. But you still need to, you know, you still need to, um, you know, give them that, that challenge or that verbal judo, you know, stop, I have a gun, get back, just leave, just ask them to leave, right? Yeah. If they turn around and leave, you can't shoot them in the back, okay? Yeah. Um, the one scenario, and I always hate doing this, but, you know, if, you know, you get married or whatever and you come home and you're white, you can just see your wife splayed out on the floor because she's just been raped and the guy's running out the door. You can't shoot them in the back. That's a revenge killing. Mm-hmm. You got to let them go. And people, I mean, you get these 70-year-old guys like, I'll just run them down. Yeah. You know, they all think they're the Terminator 1000. <laughs> like, gonna, I'll just run the son bitch down. I'll, I'll get them, shoot them, and then I'll just drag them back in the house. And you're like, it doesn't work that way. Because yeah. they're going to CSI your ASS, and it's not going to be good. So, Because yeah. they can tell right away, you know, if it was a good shoot or not anyway. Because they know where the entrance hole is. Yeah. Plus, the other thing, too, is, you come in and say, is, was that the only guy or the only person oh. in the house? Is there other people stealing stuff while the other person's, you know, raping your wife? You don't know. So your first thing is you need to push the emotion aside and call 911 and stay with her protector until the police get there, right? Which is hard to do because I don't, I don't, you know, I, I teach, I teach it. I still don't know what a, how I would react if. Oh, it I actually is right. Yeah. You don't know until it actually happens, right? You know, so, but that's you know that's what we teach and that's what we preach. You know, is, is you you know because again it goes back to clearing the house. Are any of us trained to actually clear a house? I'm not military trained. I'm not you know or police or whatever. Not everybody. I'm good. not. I'm not. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't teach offensive tactics i teach defensive the threat's got to come to me or to us right right someone that carries a you know you have a permit or to carry you don't look for the fight all you do is protect yourself if the fight comes to you it has to come to you that's the one thing you you know it doesn't mean you can be a cowboy or a cowgirl or whatever you know that fight or that you know that threat has to come to you first and then you still have to try to deter it you know do it make every effort to you know to defuse it like you know, again, that verbal judo, you know, or whatever, and to just get that person, to, again, if you can get them to leave or where you don't have to use your firearm, that's the best case scenario, you know. Um, I don't know where I was going to go from here, but um, but again, going back, you know, again, um, again, it's just the level of threat. And the other thing, too, you got to realize is it's the, is the threat. So um, who do we know that's like a, a small woman um, that the three of us would know? Um so even like say you're one Sabrina. of your, yeah your sister yeah. right perfect right so you take you take Sabrina um, if Sabrina comes at me with her fist because I called her you know a bad name you know or whatever I can't shoot her right that's the threat doesn't match right because mm-hmm. I should be able to bend Sabrina off with those rings on her finger yeah I, I know, know. She, <laughs> you know, she, not to say she, I'm not saying she's not a feisty bro you know but. You know, but that's the that threat of you know that level. But now, if Sabrina comes at me with a knife, with a gun, that changes the, the threat level has changed, right? So yeah. I should be I can match that, right? Like I should be able. To, but now it's like now, but now let's flip it around. So if I come at Sabrina, I don't necessarily have a firearm, but I'm 
my physical stature, could I cause her great bodily harm or death with my bare hands? I could, you know, not that I would, but right. you know what I'm saying. Right. Could she now? Could she use a firearm on me? And yes, if that level of threat. So you got to understand what that you know what the the level of the threat is uh, to meet the you know the force continuum. Yeah, yeah. That, that gives me like I've seen these videos like the guys that are kidnapping a kid. Okay, let's talk about that. A guy comes in like you're in a store or whatever. I was like I've seen these mm-hmm. videos. Yep. Where you're in the store with your kid and the guy comes in to try to take your kid and I've seen people pull out, mm-hmm. pull out there. All right. Bang. So so let's talk about that. If someone is if someone is stealing your kid, especially a small kid, let's say they're two, three, four years old, right, and um, they're taking your kid, do you take that shot? Absolutely. Okay. Now, some people would say that you know you might hit your own kid, but here's the deal: if they get away with your kid, are you ever gonna? What are the odds of you seeing your kid again? Yeah. Probably not good, right? Because right. more often than not, only bad things happen from that, right? right. Yeah. You know, you take you know. You take these young kids to, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, you know, and they sex traffic these kids. It is. We are in the top three in the nation for sex trafficking. It's not. This dude is no joke out Minnesota. there. Yeah. yeah, Minnesota is horrible. 94 is one of the most. Well, actually, it's the res. Is it? You know, well, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not people. I'm not. But here's the deal. Like, you take Bemidji, you take, you know, that Leech Lake area, and that, you're not that far from Canada. So if they can get them on the res, the you know the government can't get to them easily, and then they can get them once they get them on the res, then they can ship them up in Canada. And once they're in Canada, you're not you're gone. You can't wow. you're not getting them back. Right? So <laughs> it, it's it's Scary. it's horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. really really bad. You know, it's like Duluth is another spot too. It's you know I well, I love Duluth. Don't yeah. I mean, but um, it's and it doesn't get talked about. Yeah. You know, and it's not just girls, it's boys too. And they, in the video games and stuff, there, there was a guy on, um, on, uh, Andy Stump's podcast. He does, it's cleared out. He was a former Navy SEAL. Um, but he had this guy on and he was a former Navy SEAL too. And he's actually started a company where they try tracking down the kids. So these Navy SEALs and Green Berets and these, you know, you know, airborne guys, they're coming out and they got, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So they're hiring these guys because, you know, they have some of that training okay. where we need to track down this kid before we lose them, you know what I mean? And uh, they, they actually specialize in that and try tracking down because he had a case where it was a 12-year-old boy was playing Xbox or plays, whatever it was, you know, playing a video game. And someone conned this, or not conned him, but I mean, he suckered the kid out of the house. Like, hey, do you know what's going yeah. on? Let me show you this video game. So the kid went out and they took him. And in a matter of, you know, uh, a day and a half, he was four states away. Wow. Mm-hmm. And luckily they found him. Otherwise he would have been gone. And so, so going and back, going back to my, is that a, if you do shoot, is that a clean shoot? If what? Oh, on, on, on your kid. Yeah. yeah. What well, is the threat real? Yeah. Yeah. It's a real threat, right? They're stealing your, they're taking your kid, right? Okay. Yep. Wow. That's because the threat's still there, right? Yep. The threat's still there. That's quick. Four states in mm-hmm. a day and a day half. And a half yeah. yeah, but they—they were even got it twisted to the point where they—they—they um, they, they steal this—you know—they steal family's kid or whatever, and then they tell me if you go to the cops or whatever, we'll kill him. And then they end up say there was another case too where they stole they stole this gal or this um, this family's daughter, and they contacted the mother, and they end up using her in sex trafficking, you know, to keep. 
they used her as a, as a sex slave in mm-hmm. a sense. Wow. And they, they hung that daughter over her head, you know, and that went on for years, you know, and she just kept praying, well, maybe they'll release my daughter. And they, and never they just did. never did. It's just sad. It's it's really scary out there. That's very scary. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. You know, and I have a daughter who's, again, she's a freshman in college, you know, Bandy's got a young girl, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's tough being a parent sometimes because yeah. that's the one fear you have because it's my biggest fear man. you can't yeah. that's something you can't control you know yeah. and you, you pray they make good decisions and you know mm-hmm. and i tell my daughter the same thing you know just know your surroundings know where you are don't get too crazy in public where you can't control or whatever make you sure know. you're around good people right you know and the other thing too is certain states you know um, people that even just solicit prostitution, you know, say a guy, you know, you, you, you know, you hook up with a hooker, so to speak, whatever. You do that three times with the same gal, you could actually be charged with, you know, uh, sex slavery because you don't know if she's truly doing it yeah. to make money or is she yeah, actually yes, being you know. a sex, right? Yeah. So don't do it, guys. It's, yeah. You know, it's just, you don't know. You, did, yeah. you know, it's. it's I, I went to school for law enforcement. Mm hmm. And my law, my uh, police professor, professor, yeah, yeah. professor, yeah. He was a cop. He was actually a detective down in Florida. Sure. And Don Knotts actually followed him when he was doing uh, Miami Vice. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Wow, how funny is that? And uh, or Don Johnson, Don, Don, Don Johnson. Johnson, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don Knotts. I'm like, <laughs> I was Mayberry, yeah, Mayberry I was like, <laughs> is a stretch from Miami Vice. Yeah. Right? Miami, uh, I just was but he, he goes. Uh, he, the, one of the first things he told us in class was he wished prostitution was still legal. And he goes, I'll tell you why. Goes, Those were the best informants we ever had on the law enforcement. Really? Wow. He said, I, we've cracked, we cracked more cases because of the pr- prostitution. Really? Than any other lead that we ever got. Hmm. He said, those prostitutes heard more things. In, oh, sure. In oh, those wow. rooms than probably anywhere. Pillow talk. And, and they would, They'd share stories because they had no ties to these guys. Sure. Yeah. Or if we bought, if we brought in one of their friends, they wouldn't tell us anything. Yeah. But the prostitutes didn't care. Mm-hmm. Wow. He said, I had 12 girls working for me. In a sense, yeah. Dang. And they nabbed a lot of people he that said, way. He said, you know how many lives I've saved because of prostitution? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only, what, one state that is legal? Yeah. Nevada? Yeah. yeah. Everywhere but Clark County, which yeah. is in where Las Vegas is, nope. technically. Yeah. Wow. But more prostitution occurs <laughs> in Vegas yeah. than, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. I, mm-hmm. That's insane to me. Yeah. Well, I think we're getting to that time of the night. What's the time? Our dedication. Nice. Mm. Ricky, we give uh, the dedication to our guests every time. So wow. we dedi- who are we dedicating to? Um, we're going to kind of kick it old school. Yeah. I'm gonna. We're gonna go with uh, Abbott and Costello. Abbott, Abbott and Costello. You know, when I was <laughs> back in my day, but, you know <laughs> that stick they did with the baseball. You know, who's on first, what's on second. Oh, that was that's such it, a good. bit. It's such a good bit. It's clean humor, right? Obviously, because back in the day, it had to be clean. But you know, because in the late '40s, early '50s. Yeah, yeah. But if you watch that, and in the delivery and the timing. Is, it's just impeccable how they fed off each other so well. And, you know, in real life, they didn't really like each other all that well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They weren't the greatest it's of buds. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they had, you know, 
you know, Bud Abbott, you know, was always that the intellectual guy, you know, and, and Lou always played that goofy guy where, you know, that, that give me two tens for the five, you know, yeah. I mean, just, you know, he played that sucker so good, but, you know, they just fed off each other. It was, and it, it just, I really liked that, you know. I like, you know, a lot of comedians and stuff too, but it just, that one, for whatever reason, you know, those bits those guys did, it kind of the grandfather of, again, the timing and just how they, you know, they could take something that was kind of, it's clean, but it just, you're just in stitches because yeah. you could, you see the frustration and you can just like, oh my gosh, this guy is just not getting what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And they were one of the first of their time. Right. Yeah, for those exactly. Kinds of yeah, <clears throat> you know you got Red Skelton and too. You got you know you know because you got some of them improv shows. You had him on. You know I forget what was that guy. Um, that you know they would do those. You know like um, Don Knotts and some of those guys. They would have those bits or whatever, and then they get him on there, and he'd play the doctor or this goofy guy, and he just. What are you talking about? What was his name? Was this Red Skelton? Was it? No, no, I know. Um, um uh, Red uh, Green. No, no, no. <laughs> it's kidding. Shoot. But yeah, you know, and they're yeah. all like, we just don't know where the skit's going to go. And it's just every time too, he would, oh too. my gosh. Yeah. You know, like, ah, dang it. I'm going to look at But some of them yeah. burn, some of them burn roast too. Back in the city, like Don Rickles and how they would burn some of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They would burn Sean Wayne. You're just like, oh my gosh, they're burning the Duke right <laughs> now. And it's so good, you know. So, yeah. I mean, if you've never seen the Abbott and Costello, look it up who's on, on first. Yeah, you got to look that. It's bit one up. of the best. Yep. It's the most classic. It, it, in the time again, the timing of it. Just you, you Foster. watch. You just kind of what's it? Red Foster, Foster Brooks. Foster Brooks. Foster Brooks. Yes, that's his name. Yep. Have you ever seen him? I've, I've seen yeah a little oh, bit. Oh jeez, a guy that could play a drunk that never drank. Yep. I know, right? Yep. And never he's had a drink. Stumbling and just oh my gosh, got a down cold. <laughs> him, him on the Dean Martin show. Mm-hmm was great <laughs> those guys too i mean the dean martin hour you, you know you had dean and and um uh, you know um, lewis jerry lewis well yeah him and then uh, uh sammy davis sammy and, yeah you know all the rat pack oh yeah i mean you know and you know frank and all i mean again frank sinatra could sing but yet guy was pretty funny too i mean he could yeah right you could ad lib and just you could throw people in like you know and that was kind of the, obviously they you know they always consulted the golden years of you know hollywood or the gold you know but that was, you know, back then they didn't have the special effects. They didn't have this and that. It, they it, they had to lay it down, you know, and, and sell it, you know, and, and they did, you know. Yeah, yeah they did oh. it, it, such a good job back, especially like comedy was not what it was today no. back then. No. Well, the thing, the crazy thing about Abbott and Costello is everybody knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Do you know how hard that was back in the 40s and 50s? Right. Yeah. They didn't have... Your Facebook, your no, Instagram, social media wasn't social media, nothing. nothing. No, all you had was TV and radio. They barely yeah. had. You barely had a newspaper. I Wait. think all they had was MySpace at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They had the dial-up modem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but you know, like you think, you know, because there's some of these old churches where you're like the fireside room. You're like, what is that? Well, that's the room there. They had the radio, so people didn't couldn't afford a radio. They would go to the church on Sunday night and they would listen to the the, the, the weekly news, yeah. the national news broadcast, you know. And that was their entertainment for the yeah. week. Right. It was the week. Yeah. I wow. mean, it's it's insane. You think about how far, you know, um, that media has come, you know. You know, and then obviously when they mentioned the TV and that. You know, my dad was funny. My dad was born in 47. The house that he grew up in, they didn't have a telephone until 1952. They didn't have power till 1955. 
They didn't wow. have an indoor shitter till 93 because my grandparents still used the outhouse. Wow. So you think about, you know. That's crazy. It is. You know, and my dad, so my dad was number four, the oldest boy, but he was still, the, he was the last one born in all. So the rest of my uh, uncles and my one aunt were born in the hospital, but the first four of them were born in all. So that's old, I mean, old school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, on my grandpa or my dad's dad, you know, he, he went to school one room, you know, like Little Austin yeah. Prairie. It was yep. a one room school room or, you know, school and all that stuff. So I'm only two generations from that. You think about it's not that long. It's not yeah. that long. It's crazy how far you know it's it's come. You know, yeah. So you, you tell kids now that they they don't understand it. No, you know, or don't get it, or don't care, or whatever it is. It's crazy I, what these kids don't know at all. I put mm-hmm. on a bowling clinic like four or five years ago, and we got done early, like fifteen minutes early. And the kid goes, "Hey, can I borrow your cell phone? I yeah, call my so, mom." Right. I go, "Just go use the pay phone." He goes, "What? Well, what's a pay phone?" Oh, I know. He had no, no idea. idea that that those even existed. Yeah. yeah. Drive-in movies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're starting to become coming back. Though. Yeah, I think those are starting to make a comeback. First drive-in movie I ever saw was a double feature. It was The Aristocats and Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, nice. Man. All right. Yep. That's, that was my computer. It's running now. Uh-oh. Oh, we're, done. I, we're done with questions. So we're good. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, I think that was a great episode. I think it was a very good episode. Awesome. We're definitely going to have to yeah. get you back on here, though, Ricky. I think well, we, we got, got more stories. More to talk oh, about. oh, yeah, we, we have stories. a lot of stories. <laughs> so. We just scratched the surface. Yep. Um, anything you want to push or talk about? or No, just plug? other than you know, just pimping, you know, armed with options again. Yeah, yeah for sure. Up online or or uh, maybe we can send something out or whatever. Yeah. On, or whatever. But throw it on I think it'd be fun that, like, maybe you and I can do a class or something. Or not maybe a class, but just. Well, well I, yeah, we can go shoot sometime. I got. Yeah. 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 And that's the one thing, too, that we always do is if you take the class with, you know, myself or Wendy or through Arms with Options, it doesn't end with that class. You can come out and shoot at her place. She has 11 acres out in Elk River. Oh, wow. So you can go out there and shoot and you don't, it doesn't cost anything other than you just got to bring your own gun and ammo on that. Yeah. But, but yeah. And we continue to work with people. I get all the, it doesn't happen all the time, but I'll get a someone will call and go, hey, I need. I haven't heard any. Yeah. I know quite a few people that have taken your class and yeah. I haven't heard a complaint yet. Right. Well, we try, you know. Yeah. We, and we care because that's the thing, you yeah. know. People will do that class to make money and, and we're more, no, we, the knowledge sure, the is power. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you you'd rather know. have a good quality right. person out there. Well, it's, you know, you're, let's face it, you look at the ramifications of, if you pull the trigger, you know, so, you know, you want that person informed, you know, on that. So, and granted, you're not going to put them through every scenario possible in four hours or whatever, but yeah. at least you hope they leave more informed than, than when they came in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in that. Well, you think about, gun. yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. So. You, th- you think about, yeah, the ramifications. Yeah. Again, so. yeah. All right, guys. Um, Once again, if you guys are listening, we're on most platforms. Um, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go add, subscribe, friend, request, do whatever you got to do. Where else can they catch us? You can catch us at www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Dot com. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for this episode. Have a good one. Have a good one.